some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. And welcome, everybody, to our Daily Gun Show. Coming live every weeknight at midnight Eastern. We talk about guns for about an hour. And we are uh, simulcasting it on gunchannels.com. We're watching the comments from the people that join us live at night. Uh, then I suppose I don't really talk about it, but when the show is over, it gets recorded as a video over on that other platform. And then we'll move it over to gunstreamer.com, where you can watch the shows at any time at your leisure. Uh, when we record them, or when we simulcast them, I guess, over on gunchannels.com, uh, they're available there until the next show comes along. So you don't need to necessarily be present when the show is live to watch the show. Uh, you can follow our show or anybody's show over on Gun Channels uh, just by checking out their channel anytime. And you'll always see, well, most of the time you'll see whatever their most recent show might have been. Uh, but once it's uh, rendered into a video, we'll take the audio from it and post that onto the feed or the stream and that'll go out to iTunes and some of the other platforms out there for people that listen to the show as a podcast. So if anybody is listening to it in that way, um, we don't really reach out to you too often, but I probably uh, should do that more often. But uh, feel free to email us anytime at dailygunshow at gmail.com. It's the easiest way to get a hold of us by, by email or head over to Gun Channels and check it out. It's a community um, created by people that go shooting all the time, for people that go shooting all the time, um, or at least around guns all the time. And uh, it's a pro-firearms community. We do a lot of 2A activism and uh, outreach, and uh, a lot of um, 2A content of various types is uh, created over there. So check it out sometime. We've got, we are joined by people from all over the country, and this is kind of a panel discussion show. So we got Dead Horse jumping in from uh, Utah. Thanks for joining. Howdy, thanks for having me. You bet. Then we got uh, Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks Thanks for the invite. Always. And then Pink's jumping in from uh, Ohio. Thanks for jumping in. Yep, thanks for the invite. And this is interesting. I've met everybody in the room today, so maybe we'll leave it for only people that we've met. So we verify there's no robots in here. I was going to say I've been to everybody's house, but uh, I've been to Gary's house. Um, Oh, there's Clover. And I don't know if ghosts. Are you anybody seen ghosts around? Uh, he was he was on a chat earlier today, I believe. I sent links out to a couple of the um, people that weren't like on gun channels. What I do is I'll just go to the bottom there where the buddy list is, whatever I want to call it, and just start typing in their name, and then it'll show up even if they're not live active right now. So I got a couple of links out there. If you're not already on gun channels, you might have a link waiting for you. If not. Let us know in the comments, otherwise we can dig in. So there's uh, Clover jumping in from Texas. You bet. Thanks, Chief. You bet. And then uh, I'm down here in Arizona. So uh, today is Black Friday, so we can talk about that, I guess, a bit. And um, then we can talk about whatever else. Usually on Fridays we talk about the industry uh, or tech. And then uh, we got... Small business Saturday. I definitely want to talk about that. And then we'll uh, talk about Cyber Monday. So all kinds of fun stuff will be happening on Cyber Monday, I would imagine. I'm not a man of that internet that you hear about. 
I got a little bit of industry on my end. I just got through booking uh, room and the rental car for Shot Show. So. Right on. So is that going to set you back a lot or just save quite a bit doing it this far out? Um, yeah, it's going to be – we'll have the rental because – um, first of all, my insurance company, I get a break on that. And then also because the, uh, I talked to them and because the local place and I say local, I mean, it's 30 minutes from me, the closest enterprise, right? Um, anyway, because they're not open on the weekend, I got to pick up on Friday, drop off on Monday, which kind of sucks because there's like a couple of days there that I will have a rental. And so I got a, I got a decent break. Um, was it six nights in Vegas and 10 days in a rental for uh, a little over 500 bucks? It's not bad. You're driving up there. You're not flying. No, we're going to drive this time. Yeah. Right. So you're driving the rental, have the rental there, drive it home. Yeah, exactly. It's unlimited mileage and all that. So we've got it for 10 days, unlimited mileage. So. Yeah, usually when you get it for like a week, yeah, they give you a weekly rate too. So, yeah, the the re, it was ten days, and then so we basically paid for like the weekly rate, and then one day. I think that's how, that's how it worked, and then they gave us the other two days because it's basically going to set in the yard, pretty much. Yeah. So, and also we got um, we got into Antares too, which is another thing. I don't think I'm thrown out there, but um, so we'll be able to drive in and hopefully go to that on uh, on Sunday. Should be cool. What is that? Uh, the the Antares shoot or the Antares event, the one that happens on Sunday before shot. Uh, Antares Alliance. You can, I guess, you can look it up. But how long? Yeah, is that's going on. That's that's the one that we went to. Me and Marco went to uh, before. Yeah. Last year or two years ago? Last year. Okay, I didn't go to that one. Right on. So, uh, and you'll have a rental, so obviously you can go to whatever ones you want now. Oh, yeah, there's, there's quite a few shoots and stuff, and uh, it can be quite a pain in the butt trying to get to all of them. Yep. It's not possible to get to all of them. It can be quite a pain in the butt trying to figure out which ones you want to get to when you start getting more and more. Well, and I mean, if we wanted to go off and you know check out something like Machine Gun Vegas or you know, just any of the sites or anything, we could do that too. Yeah, I don't know what you're thinking there. <laughs> You've been there before. There's not, uh, not like you're like, huh, what are we going to do for the next six hours? I'm totally bored. <laughs> oh, let's figure out something to do. Let's do some sightseeing. Well, I mean, you got to drive home, and um, the drive home will be a little more lax probably than the drive up there because we'll have a, it'll be kind of crunched. I mean, it's a 20 hour drive, roughly. So uh, when you're packing, yeah. it'll leave some room because you'll be acquiring. Oh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I, I went for the four door. Uh, it's the the gas saver, you know, or whatever. But it's a four door. So once we get the things up in the room, I mean, if we've got to carry a couple extra people need to hitch a ride or something, we can do that. That's cool. <clears throat> it was like I think it was literally ten dollars or fifteen dollars more, <laughs> I think, for the whole rental. To get the four door, so it just made sense. And then you got the extra potential that you can pick up hitchhikers going back and forth. Well, I guess uh, I don't know if you can Uber in a rental, but that'd be kind of cool. I guess we could uh, all on the <laughs> way there. As long as people were going that direction, we could 
get an Uber, make money on the way to Vegas. That would be cool. But actually, uh, I've done some gun running in my day. You might want to talk to some of the places around, see if there's some sort of uh, place that you might make a couple of bucks dragging some stuff. If you are, you know, dragging stuff, uh, they bring a lot of heavy paperwork and stuff. Sometimes it's just a one-way trip if they're going to be handing it out. Right. You never know. Yeah, that's true. And if you already got a relationship with a factory or something, it's another way to, you know, give them a favor. Well, I'm... I'm still, you know, there's several dealers in the area and stuff like that. I know the one that I've got the closest relationship with, they're not going this year, uh, unfortunately. But, um, you know, there's still several more. So, I mean, there's an opportunity potentially that one of them may want to jump in and ride, you know, or whatever. So, uh, split the cost of fuel or, or what have you. It's, it's possible. So, um, I think it's a whole nother discussion, actually, if it's worth whatever the money would be. I mean, if someone was to drive with you, let's just say you got two people to drive with you so that that way it would be a 50-50, I guess. Unless I don't know how you would do it as far as what you'd charge somebody as far as gas. But let's say that, I don't know, have you figured out what in the economy car your gas is going to end up costing, you think? No, I haven't. I haven't put pencil to paper with it yet. Well, for me, going from Tucson to uh Dallas or uh, Oklahoma was something like 600 bucks in gas. So I'm guessing something less than that, right? Probably a lot less than that, but something less than the 600. Was, that one way or both ways? That was a whole trip in my big ass van though. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. It's a little bit cheaper than that. So anyway, even if you were to save, let's say half the price, you're talking $300 or less. Is it worth having a person in a vehicle with you uh, and not being able to just have that time? Because I would think... Well, it, Pretty cool to have some time with the wife and just be able to have a road trip like that's saying. true yeah that's true and there's another dynamic to that too is that spouses and significant others family members whatever um it's all cool but if it's somebody that basically doesn't live in your household or whatever then there are extra charges for adding them as a driver so there is an offset there as well oh yeah i think it's something like 25 dollars. it wasn't that much when we would add each other to our yeah, it's not horrible. I was just saying there is a there is a no, but then you stop at a hotel or something, and then it's a lot different. And just you know, when you're with somebody you know, a road trip is a whole much different experience. Well, you and that's you know, when somebody wants to take a break, you know what I mean. With there's a third person now, it's uh, that could be a pain in the butt. I think. Yeah. Well, right. and that's uh, that's another thing too. Is I went ahead and booked the uh, double bed room, so. You know, we've got an extra bed, too, in case, you know, because I'm always telling people that, you know, find a way. I mean, if you, you know, if you want to go, find a way and make it happen and, and get there, you know, and worry about worry about everything else on the way or once you get there. That's kind of what I did, you know, pretty close to what I did last year. So, um, you know, I, I wanted to, that was the, the idea behind the four door and, you know, the double bed is, you know, if you get somebody that gets out there and. You know, maybe they can't, you know, they want to stay an extra day and they can't afford, you know, a room for that extra night or whatever. Then, uh, you know, they can just they can crash in our room. So now I guess we're talking about traveling and the, the road trip for you. So um, Rob is saying on the YouTube side, he's gas buddy and saved about 50 bucks on a 1600 mile trip. That's interesting because I feel like I lost the or I dropped the ball on both of my trips, really on a couple of things and one of them was gas buddy i have used gas buddy when gas gets really expensive i'll install gas buddy on my phone and figure out where gas is cheap but then i uninstall it 
for me, it's not so much I have a problem with Gas Buddy as much as my phone is full and I don't have like room. I can't like I got to keep moving apps and stuff to have room for my other apps to room to move. So uh, I, if I had a second phone, I would use Gas Buddy for sure. And I think it would be interesting just as a content creator, right? To and just as a person who's you know just driving around, just as general knowledge to share with people. Uh, to do a uh, gas buddy and it would take a little bit of extra time because whenever you need gas You'd have to basically stop you'd have it way easier because you'd have a co-pilot But uh, you'd have to you know make a make a search for uh, The gas and then of course choose the cheapest one. I'm assuming and will go find the cheapest gas but then make a note of what the other extreme would have been because then you can keep track of this is how many gallons we used and we bought it at this rate but we would have paid 389 right and then you can do like two set of books and you could i think that would be really neat no matter what distance trip it is really but like uh rob just said on 50 bucks on a 1600 mile trip for me screw that i don't give a shit about 50 bucks compared to driving around trying to figure out which gas station can save me a few cents yeah uh, that drives me nuts driving around in san antonio when they had that gas issue because of a hurricane no way you know i'll i'll look around i won't go to exxon i don't like british petroleum if i can help it but i'll get to some of these states where i don't recognize any of the gas stations like they're all just might as well be on mars like they're i don't recognize any of them and i think you know i didn't realize there was gas stations i didn't even know what they were but a couple of places like montana and stuff nothing like no exxon and the stuff i'm used to so um you know just Playing it by ear there, but it will, you know. If, so in other words, I'll, I'll, there's a couple I won't stop at, but I like Chevron. So if I see a Chevron, I'll just stop at it, as opposed to looking around for the cheapest gas in town. Um, but what, what do you guys think? Is it? I think it would be kind of neat to do a, any kind of road trip and, and actually record that. That could be cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a big stickler on the whole price thing. I know. I know people that'll drive around for, you know, and over five cents difference a gallon or something and they'll drive like completely across town and traffic and just all kinds of crazy stuff and it's not you know it, it seems like a lot of money until you actually look at it and then the inconvenience of the time and all of that stuff it just it really isn't and then if you've ever if you've ever been in the convenience store game or the you know the the gas game you realize what the most of that's taxes. The margins are extremely low anyway. Um, and it's well, gas. The cheapest seen, gas is old. It's old gas. Like it yeah. isn't the, the best seen, gas has the best detergents and it's fresh. Right. But I've seen places. I've seen places like, uh, for example, when we when we made the Tulsa trip and then the trip to basically Houston. Uh, following that, uh, I was watching gas prices and I would see. Literally, there'd be one place that would be like two oh one a gallon, and then on the other side of town, it was like two nineteen a gallon. And I'm thinking, good lord, you know what's going on here? That there's eighteen cents difference across town. That's insane. I can see a nickel or maybe even a dime, but um, that was just crazy to me. Um, and it all has to do with the the different. You mentioned the different uh, brands or whatever, right? And the suppliers and depending on how much turnover those stores have, you know, they can accept delivery on a more regular basis. So they get a better price and, 
you know, it's not that that store is inherently overcharging you for gas. They're really, they're making the same margin a lot of times. It's just they're paying more for it. And you're right. Sometimes it is better gas. Well, a lot of times the uh, stations that are closest to um, highways and freeways and stuff like that will charge more because they know you're just job, you know, hopping off the highway to get gas and then hopping right back on the highway. So maybe a gas station two or three miles into town will have significantly lower gas prices because more locals go there. The ones that are on the highway know that they you know, pretty much have you. I think yeah, and, uh, the case, but I have seen the opposite and then it'd be no difference. Yeah. And well, it depends. It depends on, it depends on gas is a draw. So it depends a lot on their, their sales numbers as to what else has to, how many sodas they sell or tasty cakes or, daily foods or, or, or coffees or things like that. A lot of times that'll, that'll affect too. They'll actually, they'll put their gas on the lower end of the margin because they know that the vast majority of people that come to that store, they're going to spend 10 bucks on junk. Or like I was saying, when there's like six of them in a, in a one exit at a highway that's, you know, there's 40 miles to the next town, then they'll sometimes they're cheap. Their highway gas will go cheap because they're all trying to compete with each other, like you're saying, trying to get your soda right. and your chips and stuff. Right. What about the ones that you pull off in the middle of the night and they're closed and there is no other exit? I used to do that a lot. I mean, my last trips now, going back, since I've had the vans at least, right, in the last couple of years, I've went to, I can remember one station on the way to California uh, on 8, I guess, whatever the hell road it is way down here when you go to San Diego. And uh, in Arizona, there was like a exit where you get off and the gas station was like hinky. I didn't want to stop there. It just... It was like a Phillips 66, but it was like a Phillips 66 in like 1960. You know, it wasn't, wasn't new or anything. And I just decided to risk it and go like, you know, to on fumes to the next real gas station. But, uh, and then I'm thinking there's, I mean, unless you're talking like ones that just close for the night, usually their pumps yeah. are on. Their pumps are almost always still on, at least off a highway. But I was going to say on all the trips I've been on, there's like, it's crazy how nice gas stations are. Like gas stations are, we have the massive infrastructure of gas stations. And I mean, there's very few places in the country that I've experienced at least so far that uh, you like say that you'd get to where there's no options or few options. It's yeah. crazy. How nice at least they're. on, at least on main corridors on the main. Yeah. High, yeah. yeah. No, the we're last time I drove was 2007. So it's been a while. <laughs> But I used to do the road trips going through, you know, Indiana and you know, Oklahoma, all over Arkansas, Louisiana, Texas. It certainly hasn't diminished at all. If anything, there's, you know, more gas stations or double gas stations on some of those corners. We were talking about the gas buddy. Um, when you're, if you're going to somewhere, uh, you know, like a long trip, like you're going to be taken across the, the way, like, let's say something like, um, Armadillo, Texas. When you go through there, you're going to have, I think, three exits or something, three main exits. So especially when you got a co-pilot, having like a gas buddy is fine because you're going to be, you know, plenty of time driving up to the town and you can be searching out which one has the best gas. You're going to figure out which exit to take. 
and then you can start looking at restaurants and everything based off of which one has the best gas price. But uh, I think what you're, what you're talking about is like if you live in a town, you're not going to drive across town to get gas when it's like a nickel cheaper to just get gas across the street from your house. Um, but sometimes the gas buddy I think is useful when you don't really have a, you're, you're just generally going across town or you're generally going you know across the state even. Like it'll tell you which exits basically have the cheapest gas so you can help figure out which exit you're going to stop at. How does that place make its money? They're just running the ads on the app? Probably. I mean, can't know. You don't pay for gas on it or anything, I don't think. Yeah, probably. Well, I, th I thought the gas buddy was like um, user inputted. It is. Yeah. Definitely okay. is. And it was weird. More like and a membership? Uh, no, anybody can. I don't know if you had to no, sign. I I meant on the other side, you know, where where gas stations or businesses can, you know, pay to be on their listing or something, or it lists everything. I've never used it. Obviously. I've only used it a couple of times, mainly in San Antonio when it was that issue because of the hurricane, and it was almost manipulated. I think it was manipulated. Like I'm not an expert on it. I just used it once, but I've used things before, and it seemed like it was being manipulated because uh, it would send you to a gas station. And you could just see because the gas is San Antonio. You can see this gas stations from each other. There, you know, it's not that there's a lot of gas stations in this congested area. So you, it would tell you to go to this one. You could see everybody was at the other one. So you could just, you know, once you got to one that had no gas, you would just see everyone a block down. Even though the app said there was nothing to block down, you could see everybody a block down. So obviously, all those people were either not telling the app, you know, or telling the app to go to the one or what, you know, a different one intentionally. That's what I was thinking was happening. People were telling that you. That might be different for disasters or something like that where, you know. Yeah, it was definitely. trying to share that information. But normally, people that use, like, Waze, the kind of driving one, will tell me that it's awesome because they'll tell you where, like, a pothole is, if there's, you know, I don't know, school zone or something or a traffic accident. Like, all that is real-time user input. And I guess nobody's out there screwing with people. Keep going with road trip, or do we go on to something else? That's up to you guys. No answer. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go on to uh, Black Friday. So, anybody buy anything good? Negative. Not today. I didn't buy. I, last night I got the shop back that I needed, but nothing fun. Like at a good deal? Yeah, it was like $20, $29 or so, but it was a, you know, a really large one, stainless and black plastic, of course. But I got that and a, a laptop for my daughter. What kind of laptop? How much? Uh, it was one one forty at Walmart. I haven't seen it. The, the Her mom picked it up for me. So, so is it like for her daughter, is it like... It's, it's the, the first. It's, it's 150 bucks, so that's the one we're getting. Or was it like you looked into the CPUs and the RAMs, and you decided it's the one for her? I have several, but this is one that that's just kind of like her first laptop, just to get her broke into it, and you know, so she has one for going back and forth so, know, between the houses and stuff. So it's. How old's your kid? Ten. 
she's 11. Oh, so, so she's 11. She's going to represent every 11-year-old from this panel now. So okay. does 11-year-old kids nowadays getting told they're getting a laptop, number one, are they excited? Or is it like, of course I'm getting a laptop. I should have had one when I was 10. She could probably care less. I mean, she's got the iPhones and everything else. So it's, it's probably just going to be one of those, oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, so not even looking forward to it at all then. It, but she doesn't know about it. You know, but she's like that. She she doesn't want anything. You know, you ask her what she wants, and she's like, nothing. I don't need anything. I got well, everything. What I'm, what I'm getting at then would be, so. if a kid wanted a laptop, would they be nerding out and understanding? I mean, a, I would assume a kid who's young enough to want to use a laptop is also able to figure out the, like, what is there, 16 parts to a laptop or yeah. to a computer? Do they know what they want? Like, I want this processor and I want this many RAMs because I'm going to be using this software and then you know they already figuring out what this tool is going to be used for or are they just looking at it like it's a laptop and it goes to the internet yeah I'm sure there are kids that, that know all that stuff she doesn't pay attention to that as much I mean they use I believe Chromebooks at school and so you know that it's kind of a different animal at school so this is just so that she doesn't use my desktop or whatever when she wants to, you know, go to websites. But she does a lot of that stuff on her phone anyway, so it's it's just a bigger screen, I think. You know, in her eyes, it, it, that's pretty much what it'll be. All right, so we're going to go tech a little bit, so it's kind of merging Monday and Friday together. So poll for the people watching on the uh, audience side. Um do you use a phone? So put in there phone, laptop, or desktop, predominantly. Obviously, we all probably own everything. So what do you use predominantly, not just for these chats, but in general? How's your access to the Internet? If you had to choose one, put it in there. And if you're, if it's literally a tie, then something like a hyphenated one, just out of curiosity. And then I'll go Clover. Um, wow. My, mine's honestly depends on what capacity you're talking about. But if you talk about just use in general, mine is split probably across all three pretty equal. Okay. Well, we're maybe a little unique. Dead horse? Laptop. Gizzard? Uh, primarily desktop. Uh, and Mac, I guess I didn't qualify that, but um, then Patriot? Uh, I'm kind of equal, but it's usually the phone or laptop because just what I do, it, it just depends on the part of the week, but I know that's not an answer, so most no, of the time it's the phone. It's, I, think. I mean, phone, laptop, I think that's an answer. I mean, it's not laptop and it's not desktop. Basically, we're just trying to get an idea. Pink? Um, It's kind of split. I mean, if I'm at home, I'm mostly on the desktop to uh, save yeah, save my uh, phone, but uh, if I'm not at the house, I'm using the phone for everything. Now, I will, I will say this. If you, if you narrow it down and say, what do I use, I guess, as a viewer or a follower or a user, like of social media or whatever, it's probably phone. If I'm doing something in the capacity of looking at other people's stuff or watching or listening, then it's probably the phone. See, I'm, I'm in my office with my feet up on my desktop with using my phone so that kind of mm -hmm. a lot of times i'm in the recliner you know kick back with the phone earbuds in 
you know, watching a chat or whatever? No, I'll uh, throw in I'm probably 50-50 phone and desktop. Or not desktop, laptop. But uh, um, at the, it might as well be a desktop. It doesn't really leave here very often. So um, I'm using it like a desktop, but it is technically a laptop. But I definitely do most of my, at least ha I do, whenever I'm not here, I'm using the phone, obviously. And I'll use the phone for things because phones are handy for certain things. But um, I'm still 50-50 when I'm browsing or searching because uh, I'm way more faster on a computer still than, especially for something, well, obviously for work or whatever. I got to dig in and I need computers for the speed and for the mouse and everything. Um, so I'm going to look at some of the responses we're getting. On the gun channel side, we got laptop, Chromebook, mostly then phone. Uh, and we got Mac. That's Gary saying Mac. Uh, and then that's all they're just yelling at you for having a Mac. And then we got phone on the YouTube side, desktop, laptop, desktop, home, and office. Phone, 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 phone mostly, then laptop, uh, desktop, a phone, and a bunch of Mac. Well, it's Gary again with the Mac stuff. And Angelina uses Mac stuff. So I'm surprised there is quite a few uh, uh, desktops in there where I wouldn't. I mean, I definitely think kids use laptops or desktops for games and stuff, right? And obviously people doing them for, I don't know, any kind of mechanical um stuff you know 3d printers and things like that you probably end up using desktop still i would think so a lot of your business industry i don't know i can take the laptop from my desk to my 3d printer to to my laser engraver to whatever i want the laptop's real like the laptop's really handy if you were going nuts into the hobby and you had multiple things and you were like um like uh j blow right I'm sure he's doing, I'm just a guessing he's doing desktop just because you can plug in PCI slots and stuff into a desktop way easier than, in, you know, laptop has X amount of peripherals and then it's done where desktops can are infinitely expandable. And I'm thinking of it from that end. Um, so maybe not 3D printing, but, you know, things that need more PSI, PCI slots, you have to go with a desktop. Or even USBs to an extent because... Yeah, seriously. You've only, got, you've only got so much. The problem that you run into with USB is even if you start running hubs and stuff like that, is the amperage. And the um, computer can only deal with so much bus, yeah. As that, as that amperage starts dropping off, I mean, if you're talking about a device that does not have its external power source, then it get, they get jinky a lot of times. And then you're right, the bus, too. Because, you know, when USB came out, it was like it could do, what, 156, 144, I don't remember, devices on one bus. And it's like, I don't know what devices they were hooking up for that because, um, you know, you get more than about half a dozen or ten, you know, at the very most, and, and things start getting squirrely. They always have for me. Now, I'm assuming, just even if, just from going used, but it's got to be cheaper to assemble a desktop than a laptop still. Because even if you bought an old junky laptop, it's going to be X amount of size and ability where take that same amount of dollars and you can buy probably more used uh, desktop parts and put one together. Yeah. My kids would be parting together their own uh, desktops first, you know, just their own computers. The and then hard, nice laptops. 
Yeah, the heart of my desktop is in the house, and I say the heart. You're talking the motherboard processor and the memory. Well, and the video cards, motherboard processor, memory, and video cards. Um, that I that I recall, I don't think have been upgraded since about 2010 uh, or so. And this laptop that I use is about, I don't know, it's maybe a couple of years old, maybe uh, a couple of three years old, something like that. Um, and my desktop just blows this laptop completely out of the water. And I mean, this was like a five or $600 laptop when it was new. So it wasn't a $300 Walmart one or anything like that. So one, you definitely get a lot more bang for your buck. One of the things I have is like with my laptop, the, how I use them is I'm all keyboard. I don't use mouses or, you know, trackpads or any of that stuff. It's all keyboard commands. And so the desktop works faster for me because it's a full-size keyboard, which I can plug in, obviously, a full-size keyboard in the laptop. But with the laptop, the one I have, it's a old Acer or whatever. I just use that to actually download movies, you know, as far as all my MP3 files for the described videos. And so that basically, it doesn't leave my my room you know that's just where i download everything but you know as far as anything with the uh, searching and stuff i use my desktop because i i you know having the full-size keyboard is a lot faster than you know the the partial keyboards on a uh, you know some of the laptops but that's just because of my software that i use and you can get the wider laptops they'll have a just yeah. a real keyboard on them already yeah, I have, I actually, I have a widescreen one as well. It's one of these, it's got the surround sound, the whole, whole bit. I can't remember what it is it's sitting right here, but can't read it. <laughs> but it, it was one of the notebook styles, so it doesn't have hardly any memory on it. So you have to have everything external. And with my software, it just, it's tanked. I mean, it, it, it's slow as can be. So it just sits here. It's more of a paperweight. See, I guess that's what I, the kind of scenario I'm in wondering if like a kid nowadays understands that that's a limitation of the machine and not tech, you know, that and then would ask for a more capable machine to do more stuff or if they would just go, Oh, the internet's only this fast and then just gives up. And you No, just a question. So I think I probably should have mentioned uh, earlier in the show, anybody that wants to still get in on the uh, giveaway, uh, we'll be doing that later on in the show uh, for the Black Friday um, gear websites giveaway thing. Uh, so if anybody wants to still order anything, uh, it'll be an entry into the um, patch giveaway that we're going to do at the end of the show. Um, we started talking about Black Friday and Nobody in here said they went anywhere or bought anything, but did anybody go anywhere to see any of the Black Friday craziness? Anybody in the chat? I thought I was, I thought I might. Uh, I went into, uh, I went into town about lunch today and it was the smallest town that's closest to me. Um, but they've got a couple of hardware stores like an Ace Hardware and, and a couple of other things. And so I figured there might be, Ace Hardware is actually right next to the grocery store. That's why I don't run around into town real quick and i kind of expected it to be busier way busier than what it was and then i thought well small town maybe they're all somewhere else so i don't know if that's the case or if it's 
maybe Black Friday just wasn't the rush. I know that for several years now, they've been talking about Cyber Monday and online sales and all that as things that people are, because they don't have to get out and, you know, brave the cold and the lines and the idiots early in the morning that a lot of times they can just get that stuff online on Cyber Monday or over the weekend or something like that and have it shipped to them. So uh, that was my experience with being out and about today. I didn't, I didn't see anything, honestly, out of the norm. Well, a lot of places opened up their Black Friday sales online early. Yeah, I think it's just watered down now. Well, back when I first started doing websites like Hardcore, I was uh, I would go out on early morning just to look around, see what the crowds were like, get pictures, basically. And um, for a couple of years, I did that, and I haven't done it for a while. And I'm just wondering, like you said, there's all kinds of influences on it. I'm wondering if it's even, I thought of it, I guess what I was getting at is, uh, I thought of it as sort of a gauge of the economy. You know, I'd go each year and see the size of the uh, lines or the, like how full the parking lots were. Um, and, you know, if it was more or less, that would kind of give me an idea, just an idea of, you know, what kind of the economy in Tucson was like or something. But, uh, and this was, you know, 2005 and six people were doing things online, but yeah, I guess nowadays, That'd be insanely different but the things that you're gonna go to the store for are like the tvs right where you're not gonna get a 50 inch tv shipped to you reasonably at least you know not for the couple hundred bucks or whatever that they would offer them at the store and then i'm thinking like pots and pans and stuff that angry was talking about in the chat the other day like well when i moving into the, thing, the thing that i bought today um it was part of the in-store black friday sale but they offered it online and what they did is that if a store had it they went pulled it off the shelf at the store and they set it back for the free pickup now i can go in when the crowds are low <laughs> and you know i got the black friday set you know sale price but i'm not being inconvenienced by Beating off little, you know, old ladies trying to grab it out of my hands. Huh. And then I haven't, I've seen that pickup. I mean, it's on every Walmart now, big orange section of it now. So you just, I'm assuming you tell the app or something that you're there as you're driving up, and it's I'm sure there's not much of a wait. Yeah, um, I mean, it, it. They actually send you an email when it's there and ready. So uh, they say you can pick it up at any any time after this time and. When I'm in the neighborhood, I'll just go grab it. I mean, I could understand that for like a TV or something, but I see people doing it with their groceries. There's no way I'm letting some Walmart guy figure out what tomatoes I want, which had a lettuce, that kind of thing. Oh, yeah, that that's a whole different ball game there when they're doing the grocery yeah. shopping. I do that every week because I, I, I hate dragging a sighted person and telling them exactly what I want. So the things that aren't perishable, you know, the canned stuff and whatever, I load it up, you know, make those poor, poor little kids carry it all out and put it in the vehicle. And <laughs> but mine's a little different situation, I guess. I can't just run up there and hop in there anytime I want. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, as far as innovations go, I think it seems like a, a neat thing. I mean, I can imagine for yourself and for any. You know, person who's busy and just needs to get shopping accomplished, they can 
take all that time that it would take to wander around a store and eliminate it. And I would think for the employees, that's got to be a way funner job than just stocking or something. They get a list and they get to run around doing something different, and drag it out to a car. Yeah, yeah, yeah my my youngest my youngest daughter um, for about a year like that. She worked at Kroger's, and she was the which is a grocery store chain down here. I don't know elsewhere, um, but anyway, she worked in the order department or whatever. So the orders would come in, and she would grab a buggy and run around the store and get all the stuff and sack it all up, and then when they drove up, load it all up and. You know, I had to text them and let them know it was ready and then this load it all up and all that good stuff. Probably unheard of to get this, a tip. They got tips. They got, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, that's Real man. Yeah, she got tipped. That's what I was saying. I mean, she got tipped and all kinds of stuff, so it was, was kind of cool. Yeah. Real messy. Yeah. Not some kind of weird credit thing on the app? Nope. Nope. Real it, money. The app, it was horrible when they first started here. And so I've I've complained and gave them suggestions and all that stuff and it's been a you know just about when it's running right they do their updates and you know everything crashes and you lose your list you know you get 67 items in there and they update it and you lose everything. <laughs> yeah, new things new thing that Kroger's is doing now is home delivery too. So they'll they'll yeah. do the shopping, bag it, bring it to your yeah. house. It's interesting you mentioned that. I have a friend that uh, one of the towns locally, that's what he does. He he does a home delivery business, and he will um, whatever. I mean, from picking up medicine to food to groceries to beer to <laughs> whatever you want, basically. Uh, that's what it's he does. Like put up his own shingle or he works for a service or no he's he does not work he's like his own thing yeah he's got that's the uh, way to, got something set up through paypal i would be lying if i told you tried to get too particular with it but he's got something set up through paypal he doesn't have an app and i've, I've talked to him and i'm like you really need an app and, well, no, uh, we got the credit cards where you just sign sign on on the phone and you know mm -hmm. they pay him that way too it would be like having a lawn mowing or the guys that do like uh, weed killing or something like it. Once you got your route, once you got a, a clientele, then you're done. You know, you're not trying to franchise and make it a big thing. You know, right. if you people text get in your list and they go and snatch yeah. it up. But I can imagine that actually would be kind of a cool industry for somebody who's got a vehicle and some time to do it. You could uh, be on call and yeah, have like enough people that keep you busy and ideally you'd. Have hours or something, so you weren't getting you. Anyway, yeah, the college towns do that. I know that Kalamazoo on the other side of the state, they they have a lot of that. There's a lot of crazy blind people over there that use it. I signed up for the Uber Eats thing, where like you drive over and pick up food for people, and then you drag it home. You know, you drag it to their house for them. And uh, I did that for a little while, but the problem is people got all upset because there was white hairs and everything, and the dog would eat out of the bags. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, user out there, he said uh, in Tennessee it's illegal to deliver beer. Um, yeah, this guy told me uh, that as far as the the beer, the liquor, and that sort of stuff. Uh, and, and mind you, we're in Texas, so regulations on that very safe to state. But he said here, if it's any kind of uh, alcohol, that that has to be paid for at the store by the people that he's delivering to in advance. Uh, and then he has to check ID. So he's 
has run that through the uh, was it Texas uh, Alcohol TABC I think is what they call it the Alcohol Bureau or whatever. Now they had a guy here in town that used to deliver like tobacco products. You know, if you roll your smokes or cigars or you know any of that kind of stuff, and it was the same thing where you know obviously they had to verify your age, but I mean it's not as stringent I guess as alcohol, but. Well, I don't know. That that may be true with the uh, with the tobacco too. I I didn't ask. Um, I did ask about the alcohol when he said it, and he's like, "No, I spent." He's like, "I spent time talking to TABC, and they said that this is how I would have to do it, and you know, to cover myself." He's like, "I needed to to you know pick up, and they had would have to prepay for it. You know, call the the store or whatever, pay for it with a card or whatever over the phone." Um, you know, I could then go pick it up. I needed to snap a copy of the receipt, but as long as it was paid for before it left the store um, by that by that person, and as long as he checked ID, you know, because obviously yeah. nobody's checking ID because 18 you can have a card, right? So that's no guarantee you're 21. Um, yeah. He's like, and as long as I you know check ID, then it's it's all good. I mean, he did say he had to. He did say one guy didn't have his ID one time. And he was like, he was like, that sucked because the guy was all mad and he didn't pay me, obviously. And he he just took the liquor, whatever it was, back to the store. You know, he said, I'll have to take it back to the store, and you'll either have to call me again or go pick it up when you find your ID and give it to you. And that that kind of service is good, and not really. I mean, alcohol too, but the, you know, for older people where they've got the you know the homes kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they've got a, several of them here in town that are, you know, like a whole building and it's, you know, retirement or whatever. But then they have, you know, used to have to pay the guy in the front, you know, whoever worked there to go and pick up stuff. When you got, you know, 20, 30, you know, different residents in there, that's that's a lot of rotation. And so it helps yeah. them out because they get separate guys coming in and doing that stuff. Yeah. And this guy said too that honestly he doesn't get a lot of alcohol and liquor, you know, whatever. He doesn't get a lot of orders or whatever for that anyway. It's mostly takeout food is what he does for the most part. It's like the Uber Eats. Yeah, I had a guy. I had him. He picked up uh, lumber for me, all sorts of stuff. So I, I kind of wear no, him out. We're getting in the, in the lobby chat era there, getting off of. Where do we even start on that? Black Friday, and we went from there off. Yeah, left. So, anybody over any stores to uh, see if there was any craziness, or um, again, was asking out for the people watching as well. Um, I want to say thanks to the people that uh, just grabbed a bunch of stuff. One, two, three, four, four, five orders just came in right now. So that's awesome. Um, I was watching our local uh, stores on uh, Facebook. There's a like a local news type of uh, group that go around report the news, and they were at the stores taking uh, pictures and video and everything of the uh, local stores. Man, wouldn't you want to have like uh, the ability a website where you could get live feed at five o'clock in the morning from the security footage at different stores? was back in the day you don't remember that yeah did you camps no when webcams were the big thing like oh yeah 
pounds in there that was like that would they would do that they would the news crews would set up these webcams out there anyway. well i know there was a site out there called digicams that i used to go to that uh, it would uh, show the uh, traffic cams and all the different webcams Other and stuff cams. like that yeah oh yeah the airports used to have them a lot too yeah and then there'd just be random ones in a building downtown or like, like right ones that would kind of be on top of a building and just look down at like a traffic pattern or something right did that all start with buoy cams you guys remember the buoy cams that's the first ones i remember where you out on a buoy in the ocean oh yeah yeah exactly um that was years ago. That was like on dial-up. Maybe because a lot of that stuff was like from weather and just scientific stuff being out there because there was no need to lock it up because no one was on the internet, you know? So they would just leave uh, it out there to be found. And then after right. a while, people would find it and put a big list of it here and you could go just open up a webcam, yeah, like some scientific thing looking at dolphins or something. Yeah. And I think that ocean thing has those those microphones underwater too that do the same thing where it's like real time no i don't know if it's real time but you know the recordings where you can just listen to it well it's streaming yeah it might have a delay yeah. streaming yeah. yeah all right so i was leading up to um talking about uh tomorrow but um roll call said he worked today so i'm curious how his uh day went if oh, his heck yeah Huh? I said, "Oh heck yeah, that would be that would be interesting to hear, and maybe even talk to Ellis too. Be interesting." Oh, Ellis, yeah, that's a whole different thing. We're not going to get a story from Ellis, but um. Well, I don't mean on air, but you know. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly. Just to hear what kind of again, how crazy it was, or what, yeah. And, uh, what kind of deals they might have had. I noticed that a lot of the deals out there that were posted, you were posting a bunch, Ghost was posting a bunch, other people. Of course, I subscribed to a bunch of the shops that I visited on Instagram. And uh, I don't know. There's no way to judge. But a whole lot of ads were put up there. Um, and I don't pay that much attention, but I did kind of notice that they were mostly around 10%, something like that. So uh, it's a Minor, a lot of my ones I did were at least twenty. At least. Yeah, some I mean, it depends. Some of them were thirty, thirty-five. For guns, though, I mean. Not oh yeah, yeah. Or something. Right. I've been getting emails for two days oh. from Classic, um, because I, that's how I've been posting stuff mainly. I would get an email because you know I, I told everybody the other night, make sure you sign up for those email lists. That's how you get those. And, I thought, well, just in case people aren't signed up, because a lot of people don't do that, I'll um, as I come through, whatever, I'll you know, I'll make a little thing and post them, and then um, uh, I've gotten tons from Classic, and none of that stuff is a deal. <laughs> Nothing that I've gotten yeah. from them. Uh, I don't know if any, hey, anybody else gets those emails and feels the same way. They definitely let me know, but I haven't seen anything from Classic yet that seemed like it was a deal. Not one single thing. Now, oh, I, is that a store that considers, like, I don't, I only did Black Friday stuff for the gear website store because I need money and people seem to be interested in it this year. But uh, I would think an online store is supposed to be doing stuff on Monday. Yeah. So if yeah, could be. You know, consider themselves an online store and they're saving it all up for Monday. Yeah, that could be. 
I don't know what that you I guess they would like to like let a light a fuse at least let you know something's coming right so that you're not doing this or saying hey they're not doing anything and some other you'd think they would advertise it so that you you know hey I know well, on Sunday night I'm going to be on classic site waiting for that such and such but, yeah good point crashing their well, servers and and another <laughs> dynamic that one place tandem cross is uh is doing that's kind of neat is they've got uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I think. I think it's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I don't think Monday's included in that. But each day, they're going to have a new product release as well. So uh, the Primary Arms, I think, is who kind of broke it this this year for the Internet, this year for uh, firearm sales. So that was the main website that I saw that crashed and actually went down and because of when they released uh, their part one and part two Black Friday emails, um, both times their website crashed. Wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so that, that's the big rush I saw for online retailers. I went to Walmart and it was wall to wall packed. They were they had ninety nine dollar forty inch, you know, flat screens there, and uh, so a bunch of other good deals. I got a nineteen dollar printer, scanner, copier. Um, wireless laser laser i don't know i have no idea okay uh, yeah it had to be had to be ink had to have been oh yeah no it takes ink yeah so it's uh but it's wireless and uh you know 19 bucks it, that was cheaper than what i could have got ink for my printer that's running low and this one's a scanner and copier right so i has a little lady lift up so i can actually like scan stuff now like i did my old printer didn't have that so i i totally upgraded for 19 bucks so which was cheaper than an ink refill so i feel out for me i feel that was like a, a major score uh, travis uh travis t out there saying his walmart was no busier than an average saturday uh ohio 45 says olight their site crashed they yeah, are Walmart had no no carts in the uh, cart crowd. They had no parking spots or anything. I mean, this is why they have those giant parking lots is for yesterday. Well, for today or whatever, right? Yeah. yeah. My um, local gun shop had twenty percent off on ammo, the ten percent off new firearms, and fifteen percent off all used firearms. Which I mean, that seems. Like uh, I say, pretty much what I was seeing out there. Now with ammo, did when we went to Walmart, do they even bother with bulk ammo? Did they stock up and then sell it? Twenty cheap? gauge shotgun, twenty and twelve gauge ammo, yeah. Okay, but not like nine millimeter. That no. no. There, did they run a Black Friday special on shot shells? Yep. Really? Because they can bring a pallet. Eight, right eight, Eighteen eighty-eight a box. Okay, that's about that's a few bucks off. You talking about yeah. a brick? Right. Yep. It ain't enough for me to walk into a Walmart, though. That's not a huge savings, though. What does it cost? Yeah. Twenty-one dollars or something. Twenty-one no. or twenty-two bucks no. here. No way. Twenty-four. Walmart. Twenty-four. Twenty-five. It's twenty-one or twenty-two here. And plus, that's not gonna like get sold on Friday. You can go in there Sunday and get that probably the same price, right? Uh, I, you can I go in there about two weeks after and get that price. At least, we at were, least at my store. Exactly. We went to the sporting goods section, and uh, yeah, they had it on part of the Black Friday, so eighteen eighty-eight a box. So I don't know if that was just for that was Thursday night after Thanksgiving, right? So like when they have their Black Friday thing. So I don't know if that was just 
just for Black Friday or until they were out of just what they had there. I have no idea how they worked that. Yeah. All I know is I grabbed four. <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, that's still a couple bucks off. Yeah, because I know a few years ago I went in there in the middle of December and they still had Black Friday TVs that they had for sale. Mm-hmm. And that's what I heard this morning. They had uh, two of the 65-inch $450 TVs, the smart TVs in there from last night that somebody had taken and returned. So who knows if they dropped them or whatever. <laughs> Doesn't help me. <laughs> right. Does the smart TV mean that it's got one of the hockey pucks brains in it? Like it listens yeah. to everything you do? Well, no. you can fling Not stuff from your phone up to it. Netflix has, has all the yeah, has all the apps. It's got it's got apps, it's got it's like a big smart uh, like, what is that called where you get like a hockey puck and it listens to you and you just talk to it and it tells you you tell it to do things like Alexa, Alexa. Skynet. Yeah, that's the Amazon or the Google. The that's not in TVs yet? Mm, not that I'm aware of. Because that's 1984 right there. Yeah. They've got it's it's probably a small leap, and I don't know that you can't take one of those and somehow with all the USB and the connections now with the smart TVs. I don't know that there's not a way you can't hook that up and just tell the TV to turn on a certain movie or do a certain channel. Yeah, yeah because my it. TV's uh, Bluetooth also, so it hooks up to anything. We have that already with our Xfinity. We I just talk to my remote, and I yeah. tell my remote what I want, and it'll pull it up. You're right, out there saying, he says some smart TVs, TVs have a webcam, and that's kind of disturbing. So let's talk about that in an after chat, because I want to also talk about the idea of, you know, is a $19 printer the way to have a better future or is it consumerism and waste and all that but that's not a not for this chat we can do that in the after chat plus i've seen a really cool um video about the nazis working with the aliens and having antarctic spaceports so we'll have to have a an interesting after chat hopefully hosh will be around i don't think we've ever talked about the spaceports the nazi spaceports but uh, it all adds up. If the if the aliens are coming to turn us into uh, basically cattle, then that's kind of like what the Nazis were doing, rounding everybody up and killing people off. And it's crazy how it meshes in with history. Anyway, saw a pretty neat show, and I think it was a movie. I don't know if it's on Amazon or Netflix or something. Uh, but moving on, I was getting into Friday because I wanted to talk about tomorrow. So we're here on the Daily Gun Show. One of the reasons we do this show on a daily basis so we can talk about gun shops. And uh, we have Black Friday, which is when stores sell a bunch of stuff with Thanksgiving sales and uh, ideally sell enough stuff to go into the black, right? They've been in the red all year. They go into the black. And I don't know, at some point Cyber Monday, I think, was the next thing to come along. And all the online stores didn't feel like they were getting enough attention. So... They created this Cyber Monday thing and with Amazon and, I don't know, eBay or not, but uh, some of the other online uh, big things, Cyber Monday sort of kicked in, right, become a big thing. And now there's a Giving Tuesday, so I don't know what you're supposed to do on Tuesday, but you're supposed to donate stuff, I guess, on Tuesday. And then uh, Small Business Saturday came along. I don't know if you guys have any more insight as to what order those all came in. But uh, I like this idea of a small business Saturday because the Black Friday has sort of turned into, you know, it's been warped into going to the big box stores and getting these TVs and things we've been talking about for like 99% of the people, right? Um, And 
somebody was talking about obnoxious was talking about like a tattoo shop running a black friday sale you know local brick and mortars the stuff that makes our our uh, towns and our areas of the country unique um those things i don't say they don't suffer because of the internet because they can thrive with the internet uh, but they can certainly be overlooked with all this consumerism and stuff so uh do, do you guys put any extra attention into your small business saturday efforts and if so you know towards guns specifically at all or and again asking the you guys here in the chat but also the people out there listening be involved in this conversation chat yeah, I, even on Black Friday, when when I did go out, it was always to most, you know, the local little shops. I've always tried to push that, especially tomorrow. I think before I leave town, we'll be hitting a couple stores. Hopefully, I go buy ammo, so I'll go buy uh, not really like the bulk kind of ammo stuff, but like the oddball caliber stuff that I might want to pick up only one or two boxes here and or try a new box of brand B ammo I've never tried before, stuff like that, so. I used to hang out at Bob's place and you know work at the shop on Saturday because it seemed like a lot of people would do the big box stores on uh, Friday and then hit the smaller shops and see what their sales were on Saturday. But uh, I don't know where to go this year. Yeah, I'm usually working all weekend, so. <laughs> well, I, I know that a chance to go out. In one of the, um, well, at least one of the towns around here, they have like a main street, and uh, I know for the last week they've been pushing. We're talking about Small Business Saturday, right? Because I just got back. So we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. They uh they do that down Main Street. All the businesses have specials and have snacks and whatever and that sort of thing um but i mean yeah, side, no, it's, it's all sidewalk weird. sales yeah but it's all weird businesses there's the small town here they all go together and kind of make like uh, group uh pamphlets not pamphlets but flyer kind of things mm -hmm. so that you know if you go into one and you pull pick up the the flyer it kind of tells you a couple other ones too oh there you go and idea. so it's kind of sharing you know so if you go into the, the hardware right. you know you might might see that the jewelry store has got some kind of sale they're obviously not in competition but well i know one year before this was a town where i had my store but i know and it wasn't well for a little while it was on that main street but then i moved into a bigger building it wasn't um but I know one year they did a, uh, it's kind of like you're talking about, but they did a coupon book. And you, it was like you're talking about, but it was a little coupon book. And you could pick those up in one store, and then it had all the coupons for that day or whatever. They were only good for that day uh, for multiple stores. Yeah, that's cool. So you not only y'all not, not only knew what stores were participating, but you know you kind of had an idea of what deals there were too. Do you also go to like the car washes and buy like the book of car washes, you know, to give out, you know, as gifts to to people? I mean, everybody needs to wash their car, that kind of thing. Huh. Do you do you look at those kind of things, or you know, like a haircut? You know, real guys go to barbers, so you know if you go to a barber. You could go in and, you know, buy a, I don't know, 
couple passes. Um, yeah, you know, that's kind of like a gift card, I guess, in a way, or a gift certificate. Actually, that's something I was planning on, uh, <laughs> on Cyber Monday on the gear website store is a coupon book. It'll be for things like uh, back rubs and uh, there you go. alone time and yeah. belly rubs. Yeah, belly rubs. Okay. Get a hug. I try to get a haircut every two, two to three weeks. So five, five <laughs> minutes, five minutes without, um, without G Web degrading you over, you know, liking nine millimeter. Uh, all kinds no, that, of that coupon is automatically ripped out when I send it out. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta pay extra for that. Oh. So, uh, Angelina's saying that the. Uh, Alan Anchor has the uh, uh, discount for Gun Channels members all the time. You don't need to use that on any particular day. That's awesome. Um, right. DTP over here on the Gun Channel side is saying his involvement in working at small, or his involvement is in working at a small business on Saturday. And like I said, that was mine for the longest time. Uh, I always thought it was kind of fun too. I mean, I really enjoyed working that day because. That's when you'd kind of, you know, a gun shop has people, at least Bob's shop would have people come in and kind of do the route or whatever. You know, you'd see, you'd see them like every Saturday or you'd see them when their wife was getting her hair done or, you know, everybody had their schedules. Um, I don't know, maybe when they got paid, whatever, you know, you'd see people on these like off and on. And then there's bigger fluctuations where people are there and then they're not there for months and then you see them every once in a while. So it's, you know, uh, the days like uh, the day, the Saturday, well, I guess Black Friday also, but Saturday it was usually a little calmer, um, or you'd see more people. It seemed like, but anyway, that it'd be like a, you know, kind of like a, when Bob would have his anniversary day, and people would show up to get a free hot dog and you know shoot the shit. Um, it was the time when people get together and and chat and bullshit and catch up and see what everybody's been up to and because it's all happening it was a really awesome atmosphere like i said it was really enjoyable because everybody wasn't necessarily like oh i'm going to be there at three o'clock or whatever but they knew that if they got there this weekend and kind of touch base that they'd also be getting kind of a feedback on all the other people that were coming in and touching base so you know gun shops are our watering hole um our water cooler or whatever for the community uh, you know in real life it's the brick and mortar versions of that so that was you know that we're thinking about it or now that i'm thinking about it that was one of the you know real life examples of what gun shops are and now that bob's not there you know i'm not the only person who's sitting here in tucson there had to be hundreds of people who are sitting here in tucson going now what am i gonna do tomorrow right seriously <laughs> i mean they probably have other things they're doing but it's not going to be on their list of things to do tomorrow now well, you're more than welcome to drive out here and go with me. You're more than welcome. If I was thinking about it, I probably should do, I've been wanting to do a route and like trying to figure out now that the stores have changed a little bit. Um, I usually like to drive around a couple of times a year and see all the shops, see how they're doing and what they look like and you know, just say hey and whatever and you know, say hey to the people I knew and see who the new people are. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. That's just in your town or... Yeah, you do Tucson hovers around 16 gun shops, and it usually takes a good day to do it all, to see them all. Even if you just walk in and look around, you don't bullshit too long. Now, uh, 
Now, Roll Call's throwing out some good deals. Uh, apparently, they're going to have tomorrow. So, if anybody's around uh, there where he works, he says uh, Blazer $22.89. guessing that's a box. Uh, I haven't seen a $1.89 for forever. Uh, Southern Bell at 9mm for $8.99. That's not too bad. Probably a 50 round as well. Uh, he said some of the gun locker things for $79.99. That's not a bad price. True Glow Sights for nine ninety nine and then the guns he said are no tax on firearms tomorrow he says um xd nine with a laser for four hundred uh sky cpx two for one ninety and the ruger lcp for one eighty basically and that's pretty good because i think that the sportsman guy deal was like one seventy with the fifty dollar card which was a, a pretty pretty smoking deal so for a local shop to have that for 180 on the lcps that's a pretty good buy for for a local shop especially no tax oh yeah they're probably losing money so yeah buy that and then buy some ammo for it or something definitely <laughs> help them out a little bit but uh yeah it's good to see it's good if you see prices like that that's something tomorrow tomorrow when i go uh, I will probably go live on the Instagrams at some point while I'm there. Um, and that's one thing I'm going to try to keep tabs on is the specials and stuff like that. So I can kind of report that back. Just kind of give other people out there an idea of what, what shops are doing. Hmm. I'm under, that would be an effort worth doing sometime. I don't know if tomorrow is the day to do it or not, but uh, to just have everybody go figure out i don't know a couple of things what an 870 is going to cost what uh remington 700 is going to cost what a uh, glock 19 is going to cost what uh whatever you know pick 10 guns and have people that are interested in participating go price them at 10 different shops yeah. i don't know if it's worth making it anonymous or not but you could just say you know a, a dallas shop or a you know because i don't know if you need to make it like uh uh price shaming thing because there's going to be some shops that come in really high right and oh, yeah. Yeah. you know just as an experiment to see what it'd be like to get a bunch of people because we got people all over the country and then uh just have a chat and everybody says okay now what was your price on the cz whatever what was your price on this smith and west and such and such and then see what kind of fluctuations there are if we had a smeggy around he'd be digging the idea of putting all that data into a spreadsheet and seeing what kind of averages we come up with yeah, you got to realize, especially when you're talking about your local gun shops, some of those, you know, they buy they buy the deals that their distributors offer them, you know, mm -hmm. and they're able to offer a lower price. And then some of them, you know, they're like, well, these sell pretty well, but you know, they they're not the models that are never there's never a deal on them. So, you know, they potentially because they they can't buy enough to meet the deal you know for the deal they got to buy 10 of them or something and they're like well we can't put the bill on 10 of them even though they move pretty well so you know they're going to be they're going to be a little higher so one of the things where you know 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 what a know what a fair price is and then you know give or take a little bit with a local gun shop and it's it's not necessarily a a bad deal to shop them and and pay a little more and then you know like i mentioned earlier you can always i mean if it is a smoking deal that they're probably losing money on i mean you can spend a little extra money on some other stuff to go with it you know 
help them out. Exactly. You make your money getting the good deals from the big box stores. You leave money in your town, right? Right. Yeah. 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 Because, I mean, there's, you know, the one I'm going to tomorrow, for example, um, I mean, I can't speak highly enough for those guys because back during the, the drought, you know, 2013 and heck, maybe even before that, I don't remember, but the guys at Reload, especially the, them being ammunition manufacturers, um, you know, the guys at Reload know the struggle with getting projectiles and powder and primers and all of that stuff. And uh, they really kept us going. That place did. Uh, they would literally take and sell us stuff from their stock. It was stuff they had bought to load, you know, ammunition for them to put out on the shelf and sell. And they would literally go and like pour you a pound of powder. You know, you had to bring your own plastic jug or something, you know, and they would literally pour you a pound of powder out of their eight pound jug or something like that, you know, to, to keep you going. Um, so it's one of them things to where, you know, in a crisis situation, I guess is what you would call that in a way they, they took care of everybody. So, you know, in turn, we should try to take care of them, you know, just the way I see it. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how to do the calculation, but you got to figure all the times that you're like, oh, I need that thing, or I, I could just get that on the way home, or whatever. And you go to your local shop. You got to kind of tally, you know, put a little check mark there. That's another time that they help me out. That's another time, you know. So if you end up going there sixteen times during the year, yeah. So what if you pay an extra thirty-two bucks? That's an extra two bucks. And being there all those times you didn't have to go to like a bass pro right and i mean in the grand scheme of their overhead that's insignificant money you know what i mean <laughs> 32 bucks doesn't come close to paying their light bill for the month or <laughs> probably their water bill or anything else so you definitely you know it's but it's a compounding factor you've got multiple people doing that towards that Ten people do that. Well, that you know, a month or whatever, that that will pay a bill. Well, everybody's kind of growing silent in the chats. We can uh, get to some giveaways, I guess. Do it. Any transition music? Somebody's gonna get a freaking awesome set of patches. I know that. Yeah, so let me screen share over here, and then I suppose I could bring up the random thing. So it's legit. So uh, over on the gear website store, like I say, I wanted to participate in the capitalism, and if people are going to be out there spending money, let's throw some uh, stuff up there to have some fun. So uh, throughout a second patch, everybody that purchased something today uh, got uh, FU Media, the, the new PVC version of the FU Media, and uh, then a second one, depending on what you bought or what you might have already had or whatever. And then every purchase is also an entry for this patch uh, collection, I guess, here. And I did a quick video on that. So it's uh, a set of snowed out white versions of patches of uh, the Gun Channel's uh, logo, the FU Media uh, one, and then the first three versions of the Chairs Against the Wall. Then you're going to get the new Chairs Against the Wall and some other stuff. And uh, we'll do a drawing for that right now. And I didn't anticipate seeing so many people uh, purchasing stuff, so I think we might do two, and I'll just figure out something else so that I want a bunch of people to participate it without some kind of return. So I'll see what we can do here. 
I think we're still at 18. So that's a lot, and that's including yesterday. It was a couple of people that came in after or during the show and after the show yesterday. We're just going to include them as well. And then there was one person that bought something during the middle of Thanksgiving, like right in the middle of the day, and we'll include hers as well. And I don't know if people are buying these things as gifts or not. Uh, it's the stores are pretty neat. We'll have to do some chats if people are interested. The store I'm using costs like 30 bucks or something a month. So, you know, you have to get to some level before it's worth spending 30 bucks a month or whatever it costs. Um, but, uh, you know, there's lots of tools in there. And you can see things like the, how many purchases people have made and stuff. And uh, a lot of these uh, purchases are the first time. So I really do uh, appreciate the people that are uh, keeping our projects going. So we've got that set up. We can go to uh, random over here. And you don't need to be uh, present or anything. But if you're out there, then you'll uh, watch. And win, I guess. So uh, there's the 18. And we'll call those what we're talking about there. So. Um, Yes, with no further ado, we'll just ask somebody in the chat for top or bottom. So we'll just go back in the left to right. Top or bottom, Clover? Uh, let's go bottom. Dead horse? Bottom. Gary? Bottom. Patriot? Top. And pink? Top. All right, so I guess I'll just say bottom so we don't have to waste a bunch of time because it's fairly random anyway. And that means I can go down to here, and I'm hitting the button now. You can see my screen. I mean, I think it doesn't matter because I could say anything. I'm not going to show you the people's names over there. Eight. So that means I'm going eight from the bottom, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight is the person's name. And I'll see if I can tell from their email address who they might be. Anyway, it's Stephen and with a J. So I don't know if that person uses their name or not. I'm not about to say it or use their email on the screen like Matt does. But uh, I'll let that person know that they won the uh, prize pack there. Let's see if anybody named Stephen is out there right now. I should do the thing like uh, Ghost does, right, where he asks people to uh, just say something in the chat with their so that you see their name show up because well it happens everywhere if you're not active right if you're just watching a show no one knows you're there if you're using the chat room the text chat either on YouTube or gun channels or gun tube or wherever it happens to be then everyone can see that you posted something so your presence is known right even if you're not necessarily uh, you know active in the conversation or whatever right so anyway, I don't know if Steven is out there watching right now or not, but um, that's uh, hang on a minute, I got a question uh, in the. Well, I don't want to for it to show you like everybody who's in the chat. Wasn't that uh, a? Are you watching side chat? Yeah, yeah, you know who that is. Uh, DT Fapper put a question mark on that. He put it out there, so maybe he does. Yeah. That's right. So is that you? Thanks. 
I can say I don't ever. How the hell would I know DT? No, he just says he's a gun channel. Is that his gun channel name? Could be. I am not good at names. I can remember something like a dead horse. Well, no, I can't because I always call dead horse nice strike. I can remember. No, I can't. I was say I can remember Clover. I can remember Gary most of the damn time. How about that? <laughs> yeah, D DT says that's his gun channel name. So all it's all good. Okay, cool. So, so been uh, that before so. We're not, we not doxing doxing him if we say his name. So. Yeah, nobody's allowed to change their name. So um, we'll do another one here. I will throw this up, and I don't know what to do. I was thinking about it, and then I just started doing the show without actually putting a lot of effort into thinking about it. So um, how about we'll just say it to be to be determined. We'll see who wins, and then we'll see uh, what they might need or have interest in. How about that? So we went from the bottom last time. We'll go from the top this time. That sounds fair. Yeah. Nine. Uh oh, what did I do? So I go over here, and let me go down. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It was right past uh, Patriot, and right almost to. Someone else, but it went to Jacob P. How about this? What if I say Jacob in Georgia? That's fairly vague, right? Jacob P. Hmm. Well, just Jacob in Georgia. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if they answer. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Congrats to Stephen and Jacob. And I think there was a roll call winning this time. Roll call just threw something in there at the last minute, I think. So now I feel like I just screwed him. Just uh, was his name not already in there? Well, I mean, you had to buy something today, basically. Uh, well, I, th I thought he did. I thought he was in the middle of the show. He was buying something. Yeah, thirty-nine minutes ago. That's what I'm saying. So now I feel like he just went in and bought something. Didn't even get it. Oh, gotcha. Anyway, that's what happens when something's random. But I do appreciate it, and hopefully everyone's uh, um, uh, satisfied with you know what we're doing, and you know we've got a lot of things uh, that we're trying to still do. So we're uh, still efforting. Everything's been working really good, and uh, we're continuing to work it with everybody's help. So thanks for that. And let's see, we didn't really do a gun shop today because I was thinking we would talk about the. Um, uh, Small Business Saturday is our gun shops. Um, but I did have something else I wanted to chat about, and I'm just going to bring up the video, and we're going to get a copyright strike so everybody can smoke them if you got them, but no talking. Hi, uh, my name is Evan Davies, and I'm just an independent consultant. I'm not affiliated with any organization. Um, can you hear it okay? I really admire the work that you're doing to help us yep. the number of times that the children's lives is most important. We I don't know who this is. Who is Governor Matt Bevin? Does anybody know that? Kentucky Governor. And how do you reconcile the children's lives are most important with so the this is the main thing. The media how do you reconcile children's lives when you're saying control, that we can't talk about gun control? It's culture and not guns that is causing this horrible thing. This is eight minutes long, so it's pretty I'll awesome. Tell you exactly how I reconcile that. First of all, a month ago in Kentucky, we had a very similar situation. 
made a very concerted effort to make sure that we removed the media circus from the healing process. So within 24 to 48 hours, you're probably not even aware, most people aren't, but I had a 15-year-old come into a school in Kentucky last month and shoot 16 children at point-blank range, two of whom died. A set of twins were both shot and taken to a level one trauma center. They lived. This is very real to me. I've sat with these families. You also probably are not aware of the fact that I buried my oldest child. Died under different circumstances, but went to school and didn't come home. She was 17 years old. I know exactly, not exactly, not possible to know exactly what another person's going through. But I know exactly what it feels like to bury your oldest child. I know what the impact is on a family. I don't come at this with a sense of sympathy, but empathy. The point that I've made that's been largely misconstrued, I'll reaffirm with you and tell you exactly why it comes from, where it comes from. This idea, just as solving this issue, is able to be solved with a single law or rule or change, is naive and delusional. And so we shouldn't allow ourselves to entertain naive and delusional thoughts. It is part of a broader construct just as this issue is. And the point that I made that I'll reiterate is that if we think that a part of what we are seeing is not a cultural problem, we're kidding ourselves. And the point that I've made is this, what has shifted in the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years? Not the percentage of guns that we find in homes. And you can give me a statistic that there's now more guns Fair enough, I'll submit that that may be true. I'm not going to argue with you. But the reality is there's fewer homes that have guns in them than there were 50 years ago when children didn't walk into schools and shoot themselves and shoot each other. That's a fact. You can confirm it. But I'll tell you this. When I was a kid, kids brought guns to school. Kids brought guns on the school bus. Kids brought guns to school in their own uh, vehicles. Kids didn't shoot each other with them. So some things have not changed. What has changed? We as a culture, as a society, and it's very germane to this topic as well, we don't value human life like we did. We remove increasingly respect for the dignity of other people. You look at how rampant pornography is, degradation and disrespect for women and for human life in general. It is so systemic. People of our age have not been exposed like our children have been. There's not a child in America that hasn't been exposed to pornography. I guarantee you if they're above the age of 12. That's a fact. It is so systemic, it's horrific. And it desensitizes us at every turn. And so we're desensitized to the value and dignity of human life. We're desensitized through, and this is to the heart of what I said that you seem to take exception to, is that through violent video games, where literally you are encouraged. You can roll your eyes all you want, man, but I will say this. You explain to me the value of a game that encourages somebody to go back and finish them off, where you get points for, for kill counts and you slaughter people. We're desensitizing people to the value of life. And we see it through the lyrics and music, and we see it through television shows, we see it through movies. We see it in the fact that the mores of this nation have changed. We see it through the fact that we increasingly want to remove any sense of, of, of moral authority from everything. Here's, I'll tell you again, 
this, we could have a thousand sidebars and you could agree or disagree as it relates to what I'm about to say. But in a nation where over the last 40 years, we've aborted 50 something million children and we have multiple states with medically assisted suicide being provided by doctors at both ends of the life spectrum, we're losing the value for life that we once historically had. You can say that's good, you can say it's bad, but it's a reality. You couple that with the fact that all these other things are changing, that we're removing any sense of authority. It used to be that you had different levels of authority starting in the home itself. Only a third of children in a recent Pew study say that they have no interaction for all intents and purposes with their own parents when their parents live in the home. They say their parents have no clue what they're even learning in school. There was a study recently in an article that was derived from that and other studies. It was in the Atlantic. I encourage you to look it up about the impact. And again, you can smirk and you can smile, but as somebody who's an independent consultant, I find it remarkable that you're so smug and you're so disregarding of my opinion when in fact I'm just trying to have an honest dialogue with you based on a fair question. But, but I will say this. Look at this article in the Atlantic. This article in the Atlantic talks about how young people are increasingly becoming suicidal and depressed because of the use of social media and the use of these personal devices and on uh, screen time. All these are part of a cultural issue. And this cultural issue, if we're not addressing it, we are kidding ourselves because it also affects this issue we came here to talk about today which is why these homes are broken, why so many children are finding themselves in government care, which is not the best solution. The government should not be raising our children, period. It just shouldn't. The fact of the matter is we need people in the position like I am. And I had the same conversation less than an hour ago with the president of the United States. And I said to him, he should, I should, this whole room was full of cabinet secretaries and, and governors of other states. Those of us that are in a position of influence and the ability to say something, shame on us if we don't step up and call people to a higher authority. And there will always be those, including many in the media, whoever the messenger is, they're going to find the imperfection in that messenger. So if the messenger says we should do X, Y, Z as it relates to this issue or, or adoption of foster care, people will say, well, who is this person? They're an imperfect person. Well, so is every one of us. There's not a perfect person in America, but that doesn't mean we don't strive for perfection. There's not a perfectly morally upright person in America. That doesn't mean we don't espouse and aspire to reach for moral higher authority and expect more and demand more of our children. Shame on us if we don't sound the alarm. You want to take any kind of morality and change the mores of a nation, remove any sense of higher responsibility, Try to pin it on any one thing and assume that government and a piece of regulation, the rule is the solution. And then we're shocked when these things happen. Get our stuff. Uh, Clover, you seen that before? Yeah, I've seen that earlier today. Yeah, total yeah. total mic drop. I don't know that I totally agree with him on a, on a couple of couple of points, but uh, yeah, the overall spiel there was spot on. Edwards, you seen that before? No, no, I've never seen that before. Gary? Nope, never seen it before. And everybody out there, you got the idea I'm asking if everybody's seen it before. Uh, Patriot, have you heard that before? Yes. Yes, I have. 
and that before yeah, this morning before who, who posted that earlier i think that yeah. was noter before yeah. you posted it yes yeah i've okay. seen it uh i i think it's been out for a couple of months now okay pink have you seen it heard it yeah okay before today yeah 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 i i heard it when uh it actually happened because uh being so close Oh, okay. So I don't, I only barely seen it today, so I didn't know when it came out, but I just, I mean, like you say, like, like I agree with Clover, maybe not everything in there is dead on, but man, I really, really like the way that he just clearly got it out there. I mean, I think maybe in half the time it would have been good, but he, he was definitely addressing her point and uh, the way that he was able to, I don't know, how do you call it? Like deal with her smirk or whatever, her reaction in a way that was, I thought it was so professional. Or am I crazy? Was that like? Was well, I that like the way I like exactly. the way I like the way he points it out. He points it out like three times, I think, during that that she's rolling her eyes or she's smirking about what he's having to say, and he points it out and says, "He's like, look, I'm just having trying to have an intelligent conversation with you, you know." And that's a lot of the issue that we get, you know, regardless of what you're arguing. Uh, it could be the Second Amendment. It could be anything. You know, and, you know, when the other party is rolling their eyes or huffing or, you know, smirking or whatever, you know, it's obvious that they're not being intellectually honest and open to a conversation. And that's the point he's trying to make with the moral higher authority is you you should have a responsibility to listen to all sides and consider all angles. And I think that I don't know what his position is, but I could see someone who's like. Uh, single position on abortion or something, you know, maybe being resistant to what he was saying or whatever because he mentioned abortion in there. But uh, I think you could chop out a couple of those pieces that might be controversial. And I think that's just such a great way to address the, um, like to summarize that idea that, um, oh, we want to put a law, we want to put this band aid, like we call the laws a band aid. Like, you know, that's, it's like a, perspective on why we're calling it a band-aid like there's such a bigger issue here and you're expecting this one little additional layer in one little aspect to somehow cure it all like you're you're not paying you're 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 being disgenuous to the actual issue right like we're not actually addressing anything here by doing this you're you're not just wasting time but you're being you're you're ignoring the, the actual issue and you're letting it continue. You're being complicit. Is that the word? You're complicit in it. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's varying levels when you talk about you know people like the the woman he was addressing. I think there's varying levels. I, I think you have, like you say, there, there's people that are agenda driven and they know that if they can whittle away a little at a time, we get what we've got over the last hundred years in this country as it pertains to the Second Amendment. And they and they realize that, so they just continue to whittle and whittle. And then you got people that are complicit, either um, through you know for whatever means, either ignorance or you know they they look up to the person or you know that person's you know they're on that person's payroll or whatever the, whatever the case may be. The motive for being complicit uh, could be could be varying varying things. The the big thing with him addressing her and kind of calling out and not losing step with what he was talking about. It's kind of like that that trainer thing when you you go to train people and you have a couple people talking, you know, if you're training, you walk and you stand behind them. 
So everybody else is looking at you, but they're, you know, they feel as though they're, you know, it, it's calling them out. And that, that I thought that was really good as far as, you know, not losing step and pace with what he was talking about. But to call it out to anybody else like me, I wouldn't know if she was rolling her eyes, you know, because I, obviously I can't see the video, you know, and so that well, we can keep any of it. We don't see any of it. The whole time the video is just pointed at that guy's face, but he just, he says that, that because we can't hear it or see it. But that's the, the point is, is, you know, if anybody else would have been sitting there and wouldn't have mentioned that, and if it would have tripped them up, they would have sounded kind of, you know, unprofessional or like they didn't have everything in line, you know, when they're talking. Because that, that's why people do that is to distract you, make you sound stupid, you know. And so him calling it out, you know, it brought it out to everybody that was listening that, you know, hey, this this is happening, but that's not stopping what the truth is or what I'm talking about. Right. And that you're understanding that they disregard this portion of it, but you're still suggesting this is important. So you're bringing it up. You know, you're, you're not just yeah. spouting it out. So that was my next question. Was this Kentucky's governor? We yeah. say, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. Does anybody know enough about this guy? Is he like a politician where this is just, you know, he's got all these pre-programmed speeches and he's just eloquent at getting them the the pre-programmed recording out, or is he just like a bright guy and that's how he talks and that's just all off the cuff, or do we know? Yeah. That's the only one I heard of that guy. You know, from, I've heard other, yeah, I've heard other ones from him, and he pre, he's pretty much on point. You know that that's how he speaks. In, you know, all the time, especially with his stance on uh, gun control and everything else. Because wasn't that shortly after the Florida thing? I mean, like a couple, like within two weeks, is what what's coming to mind for me when, when we're talking. The Florida high school or the Florida bar? The high school. Okay. Because it was, it was, I believe the, the, where he said that there was the, you know, the killing there at the school. I believe that was actually was several weeks later. And, but it was, it wasn't, you know, thrown out there like everywhere else, I think. And that's kind of what he said. It was kind of kept, you know, I don't know, I, not, not like they could keep it out of the media, but I I want to say that was the timeline. It was a couple weeks after uh, Parkland or whatever. But they they keep things out of the media. That's not uncommon. They keep things out of the media all the time because certain certain things fit a narrative for them, where other things don't. So you know the tragedies can be the same, but because one of where it happened, who was involved. You know that sort of thing. It just it fits a better narrative for them, and they're able to utilize that better. So they gloss over anything else to extend the life of the one that can, or the life of the tragedy or whatever it might be that they can use. Yeah, there's. I think it would be. It, maybe this is something that Lot has already done. John Lot is a researcher, and he's you know addressed the. Uh, gun control from various angles and, and rights from different angles. Uh, but somebody like him, I would be curious to see if they, uh, damn it, where was I going with that? They could compare the um, uh, the times that the media has exploited an atrocity. I like the word atrocity um, because it's an individual who 
deliberately does it. Tragedy is something like a hurricane. It's used with hurricanes and acts of God and stuff that, you know, and I think they intentionally try to, you know, mix that around. Like, there's nothing we can do because guns. There's nothing we can do. It's a, it's a foregone conclusion. So anyway, um, but whenever these, when they exploit these atrocities, when it's the perfect scenario for them for whatever their diversion at the time, you know, maybe have like a chart. You know, was it diversionary? Was it because it hit enough of their little check marks that this was a, a push? Was it a, a timetable? Is there like a, um, is there a rhythm or some sort of a, a, a cycle to when they decide to push? Maybe they're pushing, you know, in reaction to something. Maybe they're pushing every two years. You know, maybe it's to test water. I, I really suspect that a lot of these things are to probe. You know, political strategists are going to, uh, and now with the internet and everything, they get so much data when they put out a campaign or an initiative. They get so much data on, you know, what what they can do, you know, to anticipate what's going to people are going to vote for or what's going to be an important issue for them or, you know, if, if it's flying, basically, you know, applying all kinds of marketing stuff to this stuff. Um, so anyway, I'm wondering if there would be or if anyone's ever done anything. And I think it'd be interesting to see a comparison of all these uh, atrocities that they've exploited and then versus all the ones that they have not exploited, mainly to put them to task. And to then whenever they come out and try to exploit one in the future, say, why is this one one that you've decided to focus on? What makes it different than and show them a list? Yeah. You know, yep. and I don't love that strategy because then it depend de de it depends on an accumulation of horrible data. But at the same time, they shouldn't get a pass because they own the conversation, then they decide what they're going to talk about. They shouldn't get a pass because you can, you know, it's it's deliberate. They talk about what they want, but they also don't talk about stuff. And that's got just as much, you know, effect as the stuff that they do talk about, right? That would take a lot of, that would take a lot of time and, and stuff to research, but that would be, that would be some awesome things to have is like since, you know, I guess, Probably since the, it, it would be really cool, I guess, if you could go back to probably 94, probably to the assault weapons ban anyway, since that's a lot of the narrative, right? Um, go back to 94 and then go through each one and actually log the particulars, mm -hmm. you know, of, of what sure. went down, what went down, where it was at, how it was happened, how many were injured, how many fatalities were there, who did it, background of who did it. Where did he go on? What was used? I mean, all of, how, how many days it was in the news cycle? You know, a, a lot of going on. What 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 was going on politically, internationally? Like if yeah. there were scandals or anything at the time. There's, there's people out there that, and they're you know probably a lot of them are not pro Second Amendment, but are on board with a lot of the the organizations. But there's people out there that analyze data and are good enough that they can throw together throw all that into something and then build an algorithm that would that would sort of give you because what would be cool about that i'll take it one more level i mean instead of what you're talking about about being able to use it in the future is to be able to to look and see if there's identifiers of events that yeah that's what's going to cause them to to give it massive media exposure and then preempt that yep. by calling that out 
just exactly. before it ever happens. Like this is so, the there, was shooting, there was a shooting today of 15 people in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And and parse that data real quick and go, hey, you know, the left is fixing to claim this, 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 and this now, you know, because it fits that narrative. Yeah. You know, and just call, like Babe Ruth, call your shot on them before they ever start with the media stuff. And that would give us at least another awareness that we could start. Well, it would, it would, it would be interesting because you would be predicting the future, and eventually people would be going, "Hey, that the G Webs dude, you know, when this went down, he said the media was going to do exactly what they did. How did he know that? You know?" And then they go do their own homework, and they're like, "Oh, wait a minute, you know, uh, they are exploiting certain ones. Look at this." You know, even if it was on a even if it was on a web page, could you imagine a web page devoted to that where you could actually send people to it and go, look, here's the data correlations. Yeah, it's called every second matters. <laughs> and that would be an, an immense amount of data to collect, but it would be a project that's worthy of a crowd effort, right? A mm -hmm. crowd effort like uh something like they were doing with Early Watch for a year or so there, um, where a bunch of people would kind of play zone and pull in information from their region or their state. And then it would be accumulated and they'd focus, you know, they'd talk about the extract of it all each morning. Could be the same kind of a thing. If it was uh, something that enough people were putting effort into, something like an Every Second Matters platform or something similar, uh, could allow people to collaborate and work on that little bit at a time. A lot of people putting a little bit of effort in once it's built and once, the, like you say, once there's a nice spreadsheet established, uh, then it's nothing to keep it going, right, and to add to it. And if you start today and start going backwards, like you say, you get the pertinent part done first, but then there's nothing stopping. Once you got that uh, system down, you just keep going backwards in time. We literally have every incident that's ever happened in recorded history uh, eventually because all this stuff accumulates. That's the power of knowledge and accumulation of it. It's something you'd think Reddit could do, right? It's the kind of thing that they could do if they had a little more direction or, you know, come out of the basement. Right. So I'm gonna. I don't know what happened there. We had a bunch, like 27 something people watching, or 22 or something for a while, and then it dropped down to 17. So I don't know. Everybody was getting sick of us talking about politics. Maybe I don't know, or else everybody started falling asleep. But I wanted to throw something else out there, and I talk about this all the time. I wish we had more people, but maybe we can uh, resurrect this particular topic or release this concept in uh, future shows to get it out to more people. But um, getting back to the governor of Kentucky and at the end there he talks about the amount of time that kids are spending on the internet and their we call it screen time and I imagine that's definitely an issue I mean I'm only around kids every once in a while my friends kids and stuff so I don't you know, I don't have kids like you guys that have kids and see it and their friends and schools and everything but I don't think any of us are unaware that these kids are spending time with their faces and computers and whatnot and I'm not going to say that's necessarily an evil. I mean, it's definitely different. But I can remember getting scolded as a kid that I didn't know how to work an abacus. Not an abacus, a slide rule. So mm -hmm. I come from a generation where there was dial phones, and then it went to cordless, and then cell phones and mobiles and everything we got now, smartphones. So, again, I can remember getting scolded by my grandfather for not knowing how to use a slide rule because I was whatever grade learning how to get into hell you do i can't remember anymore you go from like basic math into algebra and then calculus and stuff and somewhere in there you start using a calculator and i think i asked for a calculator for christmas or something so that i could 
and have a better calculator than the cheap one, you know, scientific keys and all that. And that's when I got the lecture about not knowing how to use a slide rule. Um, these kids are using tech that, you know, is amazing and they're going to continue on. I don't think that the answer is to scold them for using phones. We use phones constantly too. It's like when cops get mad for people using phones and there's a laptop and a phone in their cars too. I agree, but there is oversight and moderation when you're talking about. Sure. You got to adapt and you got to learn, but I'm just saying this. You got to realize that we, you know, a lot of the tech that they have, we did not have. And then the, the generation before that. So right. not going away is what I'm saying. So resisting yeah, no, the only answer is to, to sell them that they should go back to nature isn't the answer. What right. I guess no. I'm at is let's look at it from the other side where we know phones ain't going away and tablets and everything are getting smarter and better. And why should we resist that? Instead, let's appreciate the efforts that we're doing. We I was at the gun rights policy conference doing that rogue broadcast of the media day, right? And it was uh you know, it was, it was, I think, enlightening, eye-opening to, to experience what some established and very successful media types on our Second Amendment community, like on our side, you know, their perception and their awareness of what options are out there and, you know, the validity of these options that are out here. And, you know, it's frustrating and interesting to, to experience all that. But um, when I came out of that, ever since then, I've been putting this message out there, value what you're doing, right? Value. I don't care if you're people in this chat, if you're somebody watching this, or if you're somebody listening to this in your car on the way to work one day, you have a phone, right? You've got, like right now, there's 18 people watching. We've got 10 thumbs. It's a very simple way to get people active, aware that they are uh, an entity in this conversation, in this whatever this is, this this effort that we're doing here on online every day at midnight. Um, if you come in and you watch it and you walk away, you're, you're, you're listening to the radio, you're watching television. If you do something as simple as click the thumb up, not just on our show, but I don't give a shit if you do it on our show. I want you to do it on our show that you so that you become aware that you are an active participant in these conversations and that clicking that thumb is an easy way to remember that you're part of that conversation and you have influence and they're tracking everything you do. As soon as you log on to YouTube, they're watching everything you do. Every video you like, every video you watch, how long you watch it. We don't have to get into it. But the effort that you or the abilities that you've got to put stuff on the Internet now, it's still the beginnings of the Internet. The Internet's going to be huge and it's going to go on forever. Eventually, it'll be whole planets that are just running knowledge that'll be accumulated through multiple star systems, right? This is the beginnings of the human beings, uh, you know, part of that whole conglomeration of knowledge. We're creating all that. Uh, or, you know, we're not, but whatever. We're, we're creating this internet right now. And as, as uh, much as it might seem like what you're putting out there isn't uh, uh, as big as somebody else who's doing something that's on a grander scale, what you're putting out there is unique, right? And what you're putting out there is valid and it's real. So these kids, who aren't idiots and they're using these phones and they're becoming more savvy than anybody they're going to go see what's out there and the stuff that we experienced and remember the stuff that we're experiencing comes from our you know experience with television and stuff these kids don't deal with television and commercials and all that so you know as they go forward they're going to appreciate the stuff right? we're giving them the opportunity to appreciate the stuff that 
we're putting out there, just regular people. Here's what I did at the range, like the stuff that Dead Horse is doing with his kids and stuff. You're doing that for some kids seeing that who doesn't have a dad or his dad isn't able to take them out to the range. You're giving them that experience that they're never going to get on an Eric or a Mac or a Such, right? So I just wanted to take a second to remind people that your contributions are valid to this internet. And these kids that are, you know, we're seeing all these people that are pessimistic, oh, the society's going to shit. The kids are not as good as they were when we were kids. That's all fucked. Like kids are gonna fucking, they're coming from our stock. They're gonna figure this shit out yeah, and they're gonna fine. go farther, but they're gonna do it on our shoulders. So be active, put stuff out there like Go says do something it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be good it just has to exist some kid might find that and that might give them the, the ambition to go do something next so uh anyway i just want to keep throwing that out there that i think what we're doing out here uh, isn't a waste of time and it is valid and i appreciate the stuff that everybody's putting out there to contribute well the the people that the people that claim that you know all this next generation and you know it's the country's laws because look at all look at the the tide pod eating kids and I, that that whole tide pod thing flew all over me because of all the memes and the other stuff and i'm like do you realize how many millions upon millions and tens of millions or hundreds of millions of kids that you're denigrating because a couple of dozen ate some tide pods you know um it, it's that's not reality and if you get out in your community and if you deal with kids in your community, and I'm not even talking pro-gun kids because, you know, they're kids that live in apartment complexes and stuff like that. They're just, they haven't had the opportunity to be exposed to such things, but they're not, that doesn't mean they're bad kids. Um, and there's, there's just, I see it just all the time. There's tons and tons of, of good kids. I was, I was at a family dinner tonight and, um, I walk in there and, uh, my niece, I guess she's about 15. She's got a guitar a couple of, uh, a few months back or something like that. And, and I was looking to, it was a whole room of my, my wife's family, of in-laws. So I was looking for a way to kind of get out of the, the main room there anyway. And, uh, anyway, so I walk into one of the back rooms and she's watching like a 1970s episode of Sesame Street. Literally. And I'm like, you I'm know, like computer. No, I'm talking about on the TV. Oh. Yeah, she's walking on the TV, is watching like a 19, there's some channel apparently that, that is playing it. Um, but yeah, and I'm like, what are, you, what are you watching? I got to look in and it had some firemen on there, and the, you know, they weird clothes and stuff. And I'm like, what are you watching? She's like, oh, it's like 1970s Sesame Street, you know. And I was like, wow. You know, that's interesting with all the garbage at 15 or whatever you could be watching that, you know, you choose to watch a 1970s episode of Sesame Street and not just Sesame Street, but an older episode of Sesame Street, which is weird because, you know, there's a historical factor there, I guess, the time that you know she wasn't around. So it kind of helped her learn what things were like back then. And uh, I don't know, it was just it was just interesting. So, you know, point of that story is, you know, don't don't fall prey to this thinking that kids nowadays are in are any more idiots or any more lost than any generation of kids were before them because they're simply not it, it, with the technology and the other stuff um i can see how that perception can be warped but it's just not true and i, I think some of those i'm sorry go ahead go ahead I was just saying a lot of people that, that do say that, that kids are crazy and they're lost and stuff, are people that don't do the technology. 
because I, I know some older people that, you know, they just can't stand the kids on the phones and stuff, but they don't know anything about it. And so it's kind of, you know, it's something totally foreign to them. Yeah, I was going to say she was probably watching it on uh, PBS. I know PBS plays a lot of older uh, I couldn't tell episodes of everything. Well, after I walked in there, she's got two guitars, so I walked in and we broke out the guitars and sit around and pick guitars <laughs> from there for a little while. So we, you know, it was muted and whatever. I, I didn't watch it, but you know, that's another thing when you're talking about kids too that that I learned and and I've actually done that with with grandbabies. My youngest one, which is only two, um, they, you know, and she's two. I mean, they, mom and dad kind of get aggravated and i understand i was a, a parent of a two-year-old multiple times i get it and they run around and act crazy and whatever but that's what two-year-olds do you know and as you get older you know and raise your kids you, you with grandkids you kind of realize that so they say oh well grandma and grandpa's all they're softies no it's just we've been there and we know it's not the end of the world that's just what kids do and you have to tough through it as a parent um but at the time we thought it was the end of the world um and you know, I was babysitting one day and I thought, you know, I wonder if they've ever really tried to find anything because they're like, you know, she won't watch this and she won't watch that. And I thought, I wonder if they ever really tried to find something that interests her, you know, because even though she's two, she's different from other two years old. You know, there's certain things that are going to gonna catch her attention or hold her attention. And believe it or not, uh, you know, not it's, it's coincidence to the previous story, I guess, but. You know, we run across Sesame Street, and that child is all about some Sesame Street now. And I think it has to do with the puppets or whatever, plus the human interaction, plus the learning, plus the music. I mean, it's got such a combination of things going on. Um, you know, kids want to learn. And you get back into technology when my kids were were young, and this was back in the late 90s, whatever, early 2000s or so. Uh, I was in the computer industry, so... You know, this is kind of full circle to the to the conversation we had earlier on the technology and kids getting a computer or whatever. Um, but mine had had computers one Christmas. I forgot what, uh, and they were varying ages, of course. But they all got got computers, and you know the time was limited. But more often than not, what I found them playing there was I can't remember. There was a a website back then. It was called like Brain Teaser or Brain Trust or there was something like that. And it was literally like learning games. And more than anything, that's what they played. That's what they gravitated to. Um, so, you know, kids have a – kids want to learn. And even as grown-ups, we want to learn. I'll, I'll catch myself. I aggravate my wife to death because, you know, I'll be flipping through and, and God forbid I should – to catch something halfway interesting on Discovery Channel or something like that because I'm glued to it because that's something I didn't know about. It piqued my interest, and then now I'm, I'm watching. And, and kids are no different. Um, so, you know, reaching them, I mean, you've got, to, you've got to do it in a fun way that they're learning something. And I think if you do that, that's, that's how you reach the kids. Well, like you say, everybody's different, so that's what – we have is the future going forward with the with a accumulation of knowledge that's contributed by many as opposed to uh, you know, programming that's disseminated by an agenda based few sources right what you get is a whole bunch of information and it can be vetted and people can 
you know, once they're able to search it and once they're able to understand how to navigate through the well, the, you know, the amount of information that's out there, uh, I think we're going to be better off. I mean, it seems like we'll be better off than having, you know, the the one line or the you know one or two arguments or everything. Yeah. No, Snob just jumped in. I don't know. We kind of got into um, off of the gun stuff again, I guess, here for a bit. But um, I don't know if anybody else wants to throw anything else in. We're definitely losing viewers faster than we're gaining thumbs. Getting late. Yeah, it's tied according to my screen. Right. Well, I mean, but we were up to like 22-something. Right. Well. I just want to know if Snob got that uh, carbine. That is a sore, sore subject right now. Yes, I got it, kind of. Um, Hopefully by tomorrow or the next day. I got stinking delayed again, as always. Wonderful. In Nick's checks. Don't you have a CCW? Doesn't matter in Oklahoma. Yeah, I do. Oh, really? In Oklahoma, they have a state level? No, it's the uh, fact of our... They told me it's the CCW doesn't update, but every 30 days, and a NICS check requires it to update every 24 hours to replace it. Oh, so, so they basically, even though you have a CCW, they don't, they don't take it, they don't accept it. Yeah, the federal level won't accept it because ours is, doesn't update, but every 30 days. That's what I understood. Well, another reason to get rid of a 4473. It's ridiculous. Exactly. Nothing. And being the wonderful news that I bought it at Academy, they don't do the, you know, they, it's their discretion, you know, whether they give it to you after three days. Well, they do not go with it without a proceed. So, oh, well, they'll hold it for 30 days. <laughs> they don't always get a phone call. So that's lame. Mm -hmm. So did you have to pay for it? No, I didn't have to pay for it yet. I still got my money. But they're holding it for 30 days at that price. So at least it's at that price. Yeah. It's yeah. not that my luck, they would have swapped it out and said, Oh, sorry, that was yesterday. Was the uh like the next ten people in line getting that same gun, or was the next ten people in line buying tennis shoes? No, the most of the people were buying the BOGO, the buy one, get one free guns behind us. But they sold out of those. Buy one, get one free gun. What was that all about? They had the Taurus TH9 or something with a free Rossi 22. Oh, I thought he meant to the same gun. Okay, like a little kit. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, two for one deal. So it's mostly gun people, though. Oh, yeah. There was probably, by the time we left there, there was probably 100 people in the line for the gun counter. Right on. Now, what? have you gone before? Is that more or less than previous years? I don't know. I bought some last year there too, and it seemed about the same. I don't know. It may have been a little less this year, but I don't now, know. Is that Academy call in or they got the, all the online forum stuff? The iPad stuff. Okay. Which I have better luck with the paper forms. I'm not getting delayed to call in with paper forms than I do doing it online or the on the iPads. Yep. That's why I was wondering. Yep. So, what position did you end up being? We were number one. Oh. Nice. Good stuff. Yeah, I think not having the human 
element there, you know, you're leaving a lot to logarithms and algorithms and computers to decipher things and whatever. And, you know, where if human eyes were looking at something, they could go, ah, wait a minute. You know, if there was somebody with the same name, would maybe had the last four of your driver's license number or something like that, right? But, I mean, it was a totally different state, and they could, yeah. like, somebody looking at it could parse that, but for some reason, the computer flakes and flags you. Has anybody ever seen an interview with ATF to find out, um, or I guess it'd be FBI, to find out when you do an electronic 4473, I suspect it's still going to a human operator. It's just that it's coming up as a text thing, so they can probably do like 10 times more in an hour than a voice operator. But I'll bet you they're going to the same call center, just going to text operators who are getting that info and doing the exact same interface as the call, the voice operators. That would be interesting to know. I don't know. I thought thought (laughs) the way I understood it that maybe it was all computerized whenever it went in. and then Because the way they kind of told me, of course, the guy at Academy probably didn't know come here from Sikkim, but you know about it, but he's like, well, once they get eyes on it and they do it, they'll send us the proceed then. But, you know. Well, in order for it to be automated, the government would have had to come up with a system to automate 4473s out of their butt and they couldn't have done that. It would have cost billions of dollars if, you know, there are millions, if not billions, and they would have had to add layers of at least a call center or something like there would at least been facilities for that. I never heard of anybody referring to that anywhere. Well, not necessarily. I mean, they're already getting some data in. They could very easily have some type of a program that looked at the data that the human eyes was looking at. But, you know, the I, I see more delays and stuff with this electronic. Well, that's why I said that is I, you know, it'd be interesting to know how the process actually works because I, it, it seems out like I see more delays with the whole electronic thing than with the calling in. Well, that's what I was just telling Stacy today. I said, you know, I have never once been delayed on so, a paper form. I guess what I'm getting at is I, I think you're right. G and that, you know, to do it right would probably cost a whole bunch of money or whatever. And they kind of did it all halfway. And so that's why people get delayed. See, I got a question. No, I don't think it's doing it right and doing it halfway. There's 1976 Privacy Act says that the government cannot create databases of classes of us. They can't have a database of black people. They can't have a database of women. And they can't have a database of gun owners. They can't have a database of left-handed people. And they can't have a database of people with diabetes, from what I understand. And that's what most of the reasoning for having it all on paper. I personally think I don't want to live in a country that has... I don't want to live in a state that has the ability to electronically keep track of us to the level of knowing of our mental health when we call in on a phone randomly, you know, out of the blue, because I decided to buy a revolver today, that, boom, they can just call in and find out the status of my mental health via computer. I don't want to live in that state. But if there's no information, then the human eyes, when you call in, what are they looking at? Oh, no, they are. It's just that the databases aren't all connected. When people say, oh, the 4473 should just be a lot easier. They should just connect all these things. Gotcha. And, and you would have just some Skynet that would, like you say, you'd have the electronic forms. All you would be doing with a human is typing in an electronic form. The electronic database would cross-tabulate See, all there, names. There's and, a big difference, though, between between doing it on the iPad versus having you know the, the human stand in there when you fill it out on a paper. Because normally, I mean, at least my shop, the, the 
guy that I'm talking with, he's got to have two other people verify it before he even enters it in or calls it in. You know, that, that might just be the shop, but that kind of guarantees that there is no mistake because you sitting by yourself and there's nobody verifying what you're entering is correct. I mean, that could also be. Because I've, I've had a couple of times where they're like, oh, wait, you got to have, you know, you know, the dates for one box off or whatever. I mean, I don't know, but I don't mess mine up. No, no, that could totally be it. You're writing stream you know, ST or something, and then that goes some glitch on the search. Yeah, and so when, when the guy is, you know, he looks over it, and then he's got to have somebody else look at it, and they verify it like twice before they even, you know, deal with picking up the phone or... Um. Rokal makes a good point. He says, unfortunately, if you put your social security number in, it does help. Did you do? Did you put your social in, Snob? Yep. Most people sure. I've asked that question to have, have answered yeah. the same thing, and that's why I kind of stand by my <laughs> by my opinions, not knowing how everything is, admittedly. Okay. I think I had always put in my uh, social security number, and it would just instantly come back approved but here's why i don't see uh, well with the law change we don't have to anymore i mean because with the ccw we just fill it in walk out right same same here i don't put mine in anymore because i've got the ccw so it really doesn't matter so that's why i don't like putting a social security on there so this is a unique form as far as government forms go because there's an obligation of the ffl to keep that piece of paper that you write it on for a long time uh, computers even worse, so we won't even get into that. But as far as the piece of paper goes, now you've got a piece of paper that's going to be somewhere for at least 10 years or 20 years or whatever it is uh, with your social security number and your address. And your height and your weight. Yeah, pretty much everything you need to steal your identity. <laughs> it's written on a piece of paper, and you know, depending on which version and what year you bought your which, which version of the 4473, you know, it's on the front. <laughs> So, hashtag, uh, hashtag life lock. Just saying. Yeah. Well, but I'm just saying that's uh that's something that you've got all the potential of you know the employees of the place, uh, any criminal that comes in, any cleaning people, janitorial people, every ATF agent that feels like looking at it. But gee, just look at just look at the wild and crazy and various things that you do, you know, in day to day life that that could happen from simply throwing your mail in the trash to you know. There's just so many things nowadays that can lead to that. Oh, no, well, but you'll never write your social security number out in pen on a piece of paper that has a form that everyone knows where the social security number is on it, and it's a common form across the whole country. There's no other form that you write your social security number on that I'm aware of. And then it gets, instead of getting stuck into a government office somewhere in a file cabinet, it's just at some gun shop. There's all sorts of like tax paperwork and employment paperwork and stuff there's, like that. There's all Missouri, kinds of, there's a really good documentary history, a lot of W4s and stuff, you're right. There's a really good documentary about forty four seventy threes about how they can be abused and used against us called Red Dawn, right? So that's yeah. all you gotta do is watch that movie and it shows Ooh. you what happened. Yes. Solved it. Perfect. Missouri's uh, driver's license used to have your social security number as your driver's license number. Wow. I don't know if ours, did, ours did too till 10 years ago. I yeah. did until I moved here. In fact, I think my first license here had my social security number on it. Well, 25 uh, so years ago when I got a, a checking account in the town I'm in now, you had to have your social security number on your check. 
Well, I got one better than that for farmers. You know, all my life, our stock trailers growing up had the social security number. You had your social security number on the back of it. And you still drive down the highway seeing old stock trailers with a social security number on it. Well, I mean, I guess our duffel bags had our social security numbers on them. Oh. <laughs> My dog tags still do. Hmm? You know, I was reading what Rokal was saying on gun channels, saying that just being so busy today. And I'm sure that's a lot to do with it because I get delayed literally almost every time. But usually it's just literally before I walk out of the store, it's done. But, you know, or I get home. Today, you know, it was all day long. We called them. I called them at like 8.30 tonight, and they still hadn't got it back. So, so I'm sure it's just because they were so busy. Tom Lott, I mentioned him earlier as a researcher, author, and lecturer. And uh, I went up to Phoenix to when he wrote his last book and went like to the places that he was doing his book signings and readings and stuff. And... Uh, he did a talk at a col at the college up there, ASU, and he it was a it was basically the same thing, but it was a little bit different. And that one, he uh, added a piece about the and maybe it was an answer to a question because it was a little bit different than the other ones. But anyway, he had talked about the forty four seventy three. I think something about his book um, was sort of the concept that gun control is racist. And so I think it was an answer to a question. One of the students at the school, I think, challenged him on, you know, what's that all about, something like that. And um, he talked about how the 44, in, in, in answering that question, why are gun, why are, why is the 4473 racist? I think it was why is the 4473 racist specifically, not just gun control. Um, in answering that question, he talked about, or he kind of alluded to the way that the 4473s work. And that is that the social security number isn't, well, you know, our social security number is not supposed to be our identifier anyway. Again, going back to privacy issues when they first created the damn thing. But um, it's not supposed to rely on that. So I know we put it on there, but um, they basically just go off your first and last name. So that's why people like John Smith are going to be screwed. Because as long as there's one John Smith asshole in Ohio, every other John Smith who's not an asshole in Ohio is going to have a, eyebrows go up. So when he mentioned that, it got me curious because I don't think I've seen anything that's like an in-depth explanation as how it actually happens other than uh, like silencer or suppressor association um, did a tour of the building. You kind of see the call center, but you know, nothing as far as like the, uh, how the actual process works. And it should be open, right? It's not like a police secret or anything. Yeah, but one thing I wanted to be, I mean, how many people do you know named Kent? My name's not real common, so I don't know. Oh, I have no idea. Uh, I don't have an alien guy, Clark. Yeah. I don't have the most common name, and there's usually more than one of me in a state. I work with another of me <laughs> in the same store. There's two of me. There you go. Two pinks, dang. Yep. Yep. Well, I could say it's the last four. I've never even heard of that. I think that's a thing. I don't think that would work in any of the shops I've worked at. Yeah, uh, that's weird. I, if it's not required, I mean, I don't necessarily know. I guess you could, technically. No, you can't. That's why 
they're saying when you when you see people combing over a, a, a 4473 more than one person will double check it it's because they're getting audited and they don't want you can't have anything superfluous extra written on a thing like oh that. that's true yeah yeah that's true it all has to be 100 percent legit or crossed out and initialed it all yeah. has to be accounted for basically you either put it there or you don't yeah right and there's shops like jg sales you guys have heard of jg sales right up in Prescott, so JG Sales. I can't imagine. There's no way to count how many times I've been there. Right? It's a couple hours away, and uh, it's on the way to Vegas, and it's on the way to Flagstaff. So I've been there plenty of times, and they used to sell uh, all kinds of guns. There's JG Sales. You know who I'm talking about. Uh, you go in there and you buy a gun like over the counter, and you make one mistake on anything at all on the piece of paper, you're writing the whole thing over again. I have literally had to write like four 4473s before because like one little pen stroke extra, you're writing that whole thing over again. I've been to pawn shops and bought guns places where you have to do that. That's the most aggravating thing in the world, especially when it's just because they can't read my sloppy handwriting. But you know, oh, this is because can you imagine the audits that JG Sales must get? Oh right. yeah, this is yeah. because they do not want any glitches in that process. They want that to be as efficient as possible. Some of these audits can take weeks and weeks. I know places they'll sit down for a month probably and just start auditing. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Places that import, because they'll have, you know, they're not, when you're importing, at least most of the people I know that import are places I know that import. Uh, it's not just in and out. I mean, it'd be great if it was in and out, but there's strategically things you're going to hold on to. And sometimes those are guns, right? So you'll have thousands of guns that are just sitting there waiting for another rise in the price in the market or something. So ATF gets to open up. Oh, man. Get into stories about big pile of guns. Do, do, do any of you all or anybody out there in a the chat have any of you ever had a U pin ever applied for that and dealt with that? They say that fixes the delay issues usually. Mm -hmm. That's usually for people that are having issues all the time. But no, I only know of people who did it through the shop, but I would never do it. I can't say that. I don't have to deal with it. So I have intended to make that choice, but it doesn't sound very appealing to me. Having another government issued num number. Well, I don't necessarily disagree, but at the same time, I can't stand being delayed every time I want to buy a stinking gun. I was going to say, Yankee gets delayed all the time, too. He's top secret. Almost everybody has had top secret or Bob is going to get that. Yeah. They just, they, it gets like, a, from what I understand, the thing will come up on their screen and it'll say, like, uh, whatever delayed and they don't challenge it because they're not there to investigate they're just there to do it their screen tells them so it's just like a default I think when you have military whatever right I'm sure police or probably somebody else gets into it too but anyway it's something like a certain level of like the people that do the actual 4473s that when they when a gun shop calls in those are call center people those are not agents you know from what i understand those are just people that are hired and then something like that where you're going to have clearance and the person whose information they're going to be looking at is it you know of clearance they're going to need somebody with clearance to look at that so just to even open up the screen they have to have a different level of agent so there's probably fewer of them you know on the schedule at whatever shift it is and that might be the kind of thing you know to do the electronic one because maybe with that kind of thing I don't know. There's nothing on there that says I always get delayed, so you know, put me in a separate line. 
we don't want that list probably anyway. I don't know. I've thought about the UPIN thing before, and I was looking at it again today as I was frustrated as can be. So, And then isn't it for people that have had issues? Like yeah, I mean, numbers? where I get delayed almost every time, I'm eligible for it according to the FBI's website. I've been reading about it. Well, it's I mean, literally one page. It's for people that had, like, legal issues, I guess what I was saying, like been expunged or whatever, and they're, like, they're good to go again. I don't know. It that says. Let me go back to it. It says some stuff about it, but because uh, I know why? that people that were trying to get their class three or whatever title two stuff, and they'd have issues clearing their forty four seventy three, so their lawyers would tell them to get a U pin and just kind of basically go around it. Yeah, I mean, it says some stuff basically that yeah, that's some of the things it's for. I'm kind of scanning over, over it, but a lot of it is if you continually get delayed or even denied and you don't, you know, and you have to appeal your denial stuff, but even just delays, it said repeated delays. So it's literally one page and you submit that in a fingerprint card. All right, well, now it's weird because we're getting more people listening again, so maybe I just won't acknowledge the YouTube meter there. Maybe it's got a delay or something on it, but um, we're kind of all just talking about 4473s for a bit here, but the chats haven't really kept up with us, and I'm not sure if anybody's going to do an after chat. Is there going to, has anybody seen anything over on gun channels? No, I haven't. I haven't. I don't see taters being green. Is taters green over here? Yeah, I don't see anybody on that would normally do one. It is Friday. Fridays are kind of hit and miss. Uh, Fridays can be some of the most epic chats out there. Uh, just need somebody to host a room. And, uh, you know, you get like, well, back in the day, Yankee, but Posh or somebody will get in there and it'll get crazy. Dead Horse does a pretty good job of stirring things up. Um, if anybody wants, if anybody's got any wind left in them, uh, I'm down for talking about that movie that Kosan. It's a really weird movie about uh, how it kind of brought up this whole thing about how the Nazis were in it with the aliens and then decided to ditch down to Antarctica and then out into space. And that's why we haven't heard about Nazis for a while. They're out in space doing Nazi shit out in space. So uh, if anybody's down for talking about that, um, we can chat about that. Otherwise, let's see. Today is Friday. It's weird because of the whole holiday, right? Seems like it's a Saturday or something. So tomorrow is Saturday. Do we know if Travis is doing Caliber Corner? I haven't heard that he's not, but I haven't. Yeah, he sent out an email, I believe, today. Uh, or something. I know I saw something saying he was going to do it. Okay. So... Uh, Travis consistently does a show on Saturday mornings called Caliber Corner. A bunch of people jump in on that one. Uh, check it out. It's cool to have a show to listen to on Saturday mornings. Uh, then Rick uh, does his show called Rick's Life as I See It at 3 p.m. Eastern on Saturdays. Um, Snob, are you planning on doing a show tomorrow? Yeah, as long as Academy don't call me right about that time for me to go pick up my gun, I'll do a show tomorrow. Right on. And then, It'll probably be ranting, me ranting against the federal government in 4473s, but, you know. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Like I say, consider that a valid topic. I mean, that's the kind of thing where if some kid is trying to sort things out 
know, are they going to go read Wikipedia, a bunch of garbage, or are they going to go listen to a conversation and get some nuance and figure out that there's more to it and then hopefully be interested? And Anyway, um, does anybody know if uh, Tardot and them are doing clearing the chamber anymore, or should I pull that from the schedule? They're not currently. Okay. And then Snob is They're trying to get restructured. I think they moved again. They were having some internet issues and other things going on. Okay, and that was Tardot by himself. So the Rich White and Tardot one this week unloaded is still happening. I kind of see that one once in a while. but I think he's doing it on it's Sundays. On, it's on Sunday, yeah. and I believe it's just Rich doing it. That's what I was going to say. I didn't know if he kept moving it to Sunday or if it was just permanently moved to Sunday. And then, uh, so if anybody remembers, bug these people. Let me your Night Strike or Clover, maybe you'll do it, and you know we'll just get the schedules tidied up. Uh, Sarge is still doing his Saturday show, from what I understand, unless he's got like a schedule conflict with work or whatever. But I think he'll be doing his tomorrow. It's it's scheduled for tomorrow. I just saw it on my subscriptions tab. Okay. Um. Oh, that made me think of something else that. Uh, was curious about stupid YouTube, but uh, I don't want to keep going off and branch on the new topics. So uh, that's the Saturday lineup. Sundays, I don't know what happens in the morning with Matt anymore, uh, but Yoder's out there. He usually posts a show called Come and Talk It on Sundays, which is a syndicated radio show out of Texas. It's worth listening to. Um, Midnight does, well, what am I saying? Gun Gals is the next one, I think, in line. They do their uh, show at, what, 9.30 still? Uh, nine. Nine Easter. Okay, good. I don't know where were they. Where were they doing the thirty thing for a while there? Uh that had to do, I think, when um, Gelsman was doing his or something. Oh, okay, so they were working around something. So now I'll, I'll go change that to nine. You said. Uh yeah. And then uh, then Pancake does his uh, chat usually just to screw with my van chat. But we'll be doing the van chat this Sunday for sure because uh, of the whole. Cyber Weekend. So if you head over to gun or to gear websites, I'm gonna plug again what we got going on there in case anybody's listening to this over the weekend. Uh, today was Friday. We gave away the um, prize pack here to Stephen. I should probably well, I got that written down right there. And then uh, hey, did I write down the person who won the second one? It was right after, so it was Jacob. So Jacob won another prize pack, and then tomorrow is Saturday, and I don't want to compete with Saturday, Shop Local Saturday, whatever it's called. Uh, so I am doing um, a deal where if anybody does purchase anything tomorrow, you'll get free stickers. I'm going to do a sticker pack, but I'm not really pushing it. I'm hoping people will go out tomorrow and enjoy their local gun shops and, and hanging out. Uh, I enjoyed that for many, 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 many years, and I'm um, really sad that it's gone. Uh, so go be part of that. You know, these things come and go. Shops, you know, come and go. So uh, if it if it's in your area and you don't know about it, go experience it or find out it's not. And at least you've experienced, you know, you've figured it out. But uh, when we get back to it on Sunday, uh, like I say, we're going to do the uh, van chat in the evening. So any purchases uh, from the store on Sundays, on this Sunday, we'll uh, get a free van patch. Uh, so we'll be throwing out a free van patch to every order. And then every order will be in the running for this big uh, uh, pile of stuff from the Gun Show Loophole Tour. And I think we went through this all yesterday, and I'm 
pretty sure I've got a video on YouTube already talking about all the different elements of this collection. Uh, but that's from zero to hero, a whole bunch of stuff from all over the country. It would take quite a bit of time to go buy all those patches if you drove to all these places. So hopefully people are interested in that, and that should, again, bring in some money so that we can continue to do our projects and stuff. Then Cyber Monday is the big deal. I haven't even started putting that together yet, but my goal or my plan is to go uh, grab a bunch of the prototypes and a bunch of the one-off type of Red Dawn stuff I've got around and make a massive Red Dawn collection. Uh, so uh, anybody who purchases anything on Monday will get a Wolverine squared or Wolverine holding the Wolverine pose. Uh, you'll get that patch. Uh, you can't really buy that patch, so this is you know, kind of an opportunity to get that one. Uh, while supplies last, I suppose I should say, right? Um, so, you know, any purchases will get that patch. In addition, any purchases over 1911, so anything you buy over $19.11, I'm going to throw in another deck of the inventor cards. So hopefully that's a good deal. I'm going to lose money on that. It'll cost four bucks no matter what to ship that. So, uh, but take me up on it. Uh, use them as gifts. Uh, they say gun websites on them. You know, they have... Uh, URLs and stuff, so people, if they are playing poker with them or something, or see a magic trick done with them, they, they can figure out where we are, so we do uh, you know, want them to get out there, uh, to be out there in real life, and that's part of the whole thing, get gun history out there into people's hands, you know, consider getting them as gifts. I didn't just do this as a way to make money, I did this to get gun history out into people's hands, and uh, it's a stocking stuffer, so uh, any purchases that you buy over there to get a free uh, Wolverine patch are also going to get you a um, deck of cards. So uh, hopefully I don't take it in the butt with that, but we'll see. It's my first time playing with Cyber Monday. Um, and then there'll be a massive Red Dawn collection of stuff. So uh, stuff that we've made here, and uh, I've got some patches coming that I don't want to say for certain, but I mean, not patches, stickers coming, uh, that it will be included in your pack. I'm hoping I'll have it here on Monday. It's supposed to be here Monday, so I'll be able to include pictures when we do the Daily Gun Show. Uh, but there's a special sticker that'll be coming out, and I'll be including that uh, probably in the first 30 orders. I don't know how many orders we should anticipate, but I can't say that every order will get one of those because there's only so many stickers coming. But uh, hopefully we're doing something fun on Cyber Monday that'll get Red Dawn stuff out into people's hands and, again, bring in money. We're in capitalists here, and I am not making money on these projects. So this is an opportunity for me to try to bring stuff up into the black, I guess. Uh, bring some money back. The tours don't bring in money. That just spends money. We do it frugally, but uh, you know, it still costs money. So this is an effort to bring money in. I'm not just asking my friends for that. So if you know people out there that are interested in uh, this kind of stuff that we're doing, this is a great opportunity to let them know. I invite them over to check out the shows or the uh, projects. There's tons of websites. There's lots of communities out there and uh you know the daily content so people are interested in continuing that kind of stuff then uh let them know that they can uh make that happen by buying stuff not only from my store but clover are you doing stuff on cyber monday uh yeah i'm sure i will I haven't decided exactly what yet but yeah i'll have some uh probably some type of a giveaway thing and then uh with people that have ordered on cyber monday and then I don't know. I'll do some kind of special. I give away. I mean, I'm kind of like you. I mean, I always give away extra stuff regardless, <laughs> especially if they buy more than one thing. Um, so, 
but I'll, I'll come up with something, something special. Don't know what, but something. Yeah, but our challenge is out there. Clear our inventories out. Give us an opportunity to throw some money in the bank and to buy some more stuff off Angelina and put some more patch orders in and see more. Yeah. Yeah, I'm stirring down 550 bucks to get the shot show too. You know what I mean? So <laughs> certainly helps go toward that. We've been stuffing money back in a, I don't want to say a coffee can because it's actually a safe, but <laughs> we've been doing that for the last few weeks or so. Uh, snob, you got your show Saturday. Uh, Pink, anything coming up? Nope. I'm just, uh, probably next biggest thing for me would be Shot Show. Right on. Uh, Patriot? I'm gonna, I got a couple things I'm going to be trying. I'm um, still doing the blind challenge. I was hoping that I could get it done <laughs> this month uh, before December hit because I'd like to get this stuff out of my house before I decide to keep it. Um, but there's a couple more videos. If, if you know anybody that, that hasn't done it, you know, push them to make a video and try to get one of those big guys to talk about it a little more so that, you know, some other people will do it. Otherwise, you know, by the by the end of the month, I will, you know, uh, set it up to do the giveaway and all that stuff. I'll make you a deal, Patriot. If I get my Ruger PC carbine ever, I will uh, do you another one on it. Sounds good. If. More, more the merrier. You know. Oh, yeah, that, that's it, I think. And you'd usually jump into Rick's chat on Saturday? Yes, uh, Rick's chat, and that's actually where I'm going to do the, the giveaway. It's going to be through him. I don't do live chats on my own just because I couldn't watch the chats, you know, go, scrolling by and all that stuff. I haven't done it. Not that I can't. I just haven't done it yet. And so I figured I'd do it over on uh, Rick's chat. You know, it's kind of disabilities, possibly on the Wednesday um, but it, I'll still put out a video as well, you know, to tell who won if they, if you don't watch it, but go check out Rick's life as I see it sub so you can find out when that's going to be. But thanks for having me. Always. Uh, Gary, you got anything coming up? Uh, not anything major coming out of my stuff other than hopping in on a few panels over the weekend i know i gotta travel tomorrow so i can be home before the big snowstorm hits because we're supposed to get quite a storm sunday so oh you're still a visiting yeah i'm still at my daughter's i don't know maybe there's some chance we didn't really get to pull it off after the what april uh as far as getting everybody together in a chat after the big show or at least the big turnout but it was also a big turnout. It was almost going to be impossible. There's no way we could have all fit into one chat, even with wives and stuff sitting there sharing mics and stuff. We wouldn't have been able to get everybody in one chat. But you guys could potentially do that now. Fewer people, you know, it's manageable. I'll throw it out for you, Ant Snob and Clover. And uh, well, we did that. That's what we did uh, last week on Gun Gals a little bit. Yeah, oh, pretty much. And I didn't watch that, so I guess. Uh, Same but Huh? I said, shame on you. Sunday, I was out living real life. I was off the internet on Sunday. No, I got you. It's fine. Is I? I don't even remember. It doesn't matter. It's fine. Yeah. No, I took a I took an afternoon off. But anyway, um, 
Um, no, I'm just thinking as a title chat, though. You know, want to make a wrap up? Just so that you know, good. well, we never even talked about what you know, kind of what it was like. We'll talk about that off air, I guess. We talk about it in, this, in a dedicated chat. What you know, what kind of experience it was this year with the yeah. um, the promoters and everything, and with the building and the everybody else. We've got Gary Snob. Uh, you know, either one of those could kick one off, and and uh, they want to do one this weekend sometime or sometime next week even so i mean all of my slots are obviously open well, except, I mean, for, except for monday because I, I don't remember to bring this up more often i probably have to get in the habit of reminding people so that everybody can get in the habit of the, the schedule but on saturdays and on tuesdays i'm trying to create a new thing uh a two-way workshop so everybody's invited Anybody who might be working on a project or in the midst of a project or considering a project of any type, from photography to video to writing to uh, producing stuff, uh, merchandise or, or con you know, anything. Uh, but if it's two-way related, I'd like to, again, Gun Channels you know, is, a, is a community. I'd like to foster the concept of collaboration and, and experimentation and, and you know getting stuff out there so in that effort and, you know the whole metaman university and stuff is to, i'm going to start doing uh, or i've been doing and continue to do uh, workshops on saturdays at two at uh what 3 p.m eastern no 2 p.m eastern excuse me um so that it's before um rick and then on tuesday so anybody that wants to jump into a tuesday workshop and chat about wanamakers more than welcome and then, because it's my show, I can just retitle it to Wanamaker or whatever, and then it's out in front of 160,000 people. But uh, you're not obligated to. But if you ever want to consider that workshop, you know, a scratch or you know, a, a tentative time that everybody could use to aim at to jump in, if two in the afternoon on a Tuesday even works for people. I know that's you know, working hours. Um, but I, should, I guess I should mention I'll be there tomorrow. Uh, and I usually just open the room up. I leave the link out there on Gun Channel so anybody that wants to jump in and chat. Uh, John jumped in a little bit on Tuesday, and we ended up chatting a bit. But uh, it's just an open uh, conversation, just focused on two-way content creation. Uh, Dead Horse, got anything coming up? You guys on a schedule anymore with David doing the Thursday stuff at all? No, David's had some medical things come up and stuff, so he's uh you know, we've been taking a break from the Thursday thing, but on Sunday I do a uh, all day. Two, we try to keep it gun related lobby. Like we, uh, you know, it gets pretty busy. We had ten people in it a lot of the time last Sunday, and uh, so that seems to be a popular thing. I let that run all day for people on Sunday because that's uh, give Mr. Knives a break from uh, from running it. Now I remember that working on your last week that's all done so you're going to be doing something different as a project this week oh yeah yeah so I, I pretty much that's that's my day off so that's the day i get to tinker and do stuff and with i got black friday deals in the mail so hopefully i will get some stuff in the mail tomorrow and yeah i'm definitely going to be tinkering and doing some stuff i don't know if i ask clover what he's doing when just coming up anything over the weekend anything uh, i will do a live from instagram hopefully tomorrow from the local gun shop so that might be cool and um 
other than that not really we'll do the non uh we'll do the youtube pre-monday show um so other than that no not really <laughs> i want to say it publicly so that i keep forgetting to do it and i think i may have written um austin whatever day it was where was that yesterday night whatever time it was i was thinking man this is too late to be writing them but i keep not writing them but basically i want to get uh i was trying to say touch base with them again find out what's going on and what's the status of life i know you did it it's going to be a while it's going to be a while he jumped in he jumped into last mondays or something i can't remember now or it was an instagram i did because i've been doing lawn chair chats on instagram yeah, um exactly. so they jump in they the jump in all the time. that's the frustration is you were doing a kind of a casual chat with your audience type of thing and then he was like available so he jumped in and it became an impromptu discussion but then you put it up there but i'm just saying like that it's, it's no not that's not what i'm talking about no 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 that's not what i'm talking about i'm talking about something totally different they jump in all the time over on instagram uh, or they jump into the, they're in the chat i should say all the time um anyway i was doing one of those he came in and i was talking about the friday about trying to get my friday produced podcast going and that you know i was working on that it was taking some time and i'm like as long as it's it's taking me i'm like austin and them will have live on gunstreamer by then and he, he put a comment in there he kind of laughed or whatever and said that no nah, it'll be a while before they can pull off the live stream but they're working on it well that's what i'm saying i don't want that that doesn't satisfy me i want to have a chat with him either on air or off air and know what their time frame is i mean i ate lunch or dinner with them and we chatted for hours i yeah. want to know what's different from that time frame now so that we're not spinning our wheels if we you know what i'm saying like night strike has live right now you know if it's going to be six months or eight months down the road i'd rather know that now than that's true. Yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, it's no, also I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not shitting on Instagram because I like Instagram just fine. But I'm saying I want to have a, invite them into a chat where they know the topic of discussion is going to be Gunstream or what's going on, live, 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 question mark, right? right? And then let them prepare and let us know and then have a real discussion. Let people ask the questions we haven't come up with. And just even if it's 45 minutes, just be like, boom, there's a, you know, cut and dry, and now we know what's going on with Gunstreamer. We can all move forward because it's a—I believe it's an important part of our next couple of steps here. At least it's a, such a massive potential that uh, it's, it's driving me nuts not knowing what's going on. And so, like I say, I, I think of it at 11 p.m. when I see Ashley jump into a chat or whatever, and that's just not the time to have that kind of discussion. I mean, what kind of discussion can you have in a text anyway? Right. But anyway, so I just figured I'd throw that out there because that'll help me. Uh, uh, remember, hopefully, to put a damn email out to them. You know, with the damn holiday, I don't mean, holidays are fine. I don't mind being thankful. I like the whole idea of being thankful. I like harvest stuff and all that, but it just, you know, I don't do the whole thing and all that. So to me, it's just annoying having a holiday right on a Thursday and then a big pile of stuff happening on the weekend. It's for business wise, it like blocks out a week of time here, you know? Right. Yeah. So I got to kind of put it on my itinerary to email him next week when everything's kind of calmed down and then see what he can, when he can spend some time. 
Right. Anyway, so yeah, you're uh, still working on uh, transitioning and dealing with multiple platforms, and I think that's awesome. Well, I don't think it's awesome that you got screwed over, but it's great that because you're sharing that. So unlike a lot of people who make that transition or deal with it or quit, uh, you're not only dealing with it, but then sharing your experiences along the way. And obviously when Clover does stuff, he's looking for new stuff and testing waters for us. So uh, it's awesome. So I appreciate the effort. I don't know if I'm sure you get told that, but. Sure. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. I mean, you know, at some point, what do you do? You know, you, um, you gotta try to make lemons out of, I mean, lemonade out of, out of lemons somehow. Right. And, um, and I've learned a lot. I mean, the the main thing I've learned is that even with even with all of the diversification I've preached and teached and practiced, um, I was still entirely too dependent on YouTube, and honestly, for no reason. For for honestly, for no reason. Well, it's such a nice, easy thing to work with. It's yeah. got such nice yeah. metrics, and you can validate. Yeah. Oh, let me try this. Oh, it's a nice yeah. test bed. And it's even and it's even easier for the folks out there that are watching and, and listening. It's even easier for them. So I totally get the um, the resistance to following somewhere else, jumping over to something else, doing something else. I get that. Um, you know, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it because it, it's it was easy for me even as a creator and preaching everything that I, that I preached. I mean, it, yeah, it was just easy. So. Um, and I think that, I think that's, I think that's how, yeah, I don't think I know that that's how YouTube has become as big as it is, is because they've just made it so simple for everybody. Yeah. And what sucks is over the years that they've also, they've, they've, they, they didn't do it with intent. They didn't know what, you know, a goal and work towards it. It's just been this like sloppy reaction to what people like. So what it's become is. A bland, boring, like vanilla that works for so many, you know, it works for a majority of the people. So it's like lost all of its edge. It's lost all of its. Yeah. Yeah. But then I've also learned, I mean, even with engagements and it was a lot of other stuff that I've been playing with, with Facebook lately, um, it, which is kind of a reborn thing for me because I was really big into the groups and stuff quite a few years ago. Um, but uh, Facebook is a crappy junky horrible platform as far as the way it's built it's it's horrible it's absolutely horrible i'm learning that more and more every day it's like facebook is just that's why for the most part i do everything on instagram um it's kind of specialized and as far as the code and bugs and things like that it's a whole lot more solid than uh, than facebook facebook is just quirky at its best and Gunstreamer, of course, is solid as rock. So uh, go watch stuff on Gunstreamer. <laughs> well, and I just, I've been posting videos about it, but I still, I'm enjoying immensely watching y'all like progress up. And, you know, a bunch of people went over there and established themselves first, which is fine. You know, the big channels or whatever got sucked over and they're pushing people over, which is giving you some people to fight with. But uh, there's a lot of people that are just over there doing their thing. So it's neat to see everybody. You know, actually, in an environment that we can see the playing field and see everybody's whatever position. Yeah, I don't. I don't know why I don't have more subs over there. Honestly, you know, I've I've thought about that a bunch of times. But but if um, we all went over there and we were all the top channels, it'd be boring. And you know what I'm saying? This is actually yeah. neat and challenging and new stuff right. to figure out. 
Right. Well, and yeah, it's it's part of figuring that out. So I, was like, I don't know why I don't have enough subs, but that gives me a challenge. I need to try to figure out why I don't have more subs over there. Am I not pushing people enough? Am I not doing the right things to push people? Is the content that is predominantly the people right now that watch Gun Streamer, is it you know my content not necessarily what they're looking for when they go over there? You know, I don't know. But you know, that's part of the fun is figuring all that out. Well, it's real audience. It's real human beings that give a shit about guns over there as opposed to YouTube, which is so many. There's billions and billions of people. So you can literally put something up in blue and put something up in red, and there's going to be a difference where, like you're saying, with the gun streamer, it's going to be more like what you're talking about or what your subjects are that you're talking about. or Right. Yeah. yeah. But, so, yeah. You know, I have something on gun streamer. I just noticed whenever I went over there a minute ago is I gained nine subscribers in the last four days over there. I was like, wow, I don't, you know, I only had 40 subs and all of a sudden I have 49. I was like, wow, that was a jump. And I don't even know why or how or what, but I'm like, okay. Figure it out. It's like I said, that's part of the fun. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, when you uh, sub to somebody over there, it gives you uh, suggestions on who else to sub to. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, it's got uh, got awful quiet. Somebody's falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. Uh... We didn't sleep very long today. We stayed up. We didn't get home till like 10 this morning. And then uh, we left the house at like 4 last night. Right. As in 4 p.m. yesterday evening. And got home about 10 this morning. And I went to sleep for a few hours. And then got up and messed with some of the other junk I bought. <sighs> Cleaned my office for once and actually reorganized it. Because I got a new office chair. So I thought that would be a good time to do all that. Now, uh, RL out there, he's saying his last one only got 11 views. Man, I've got stuff on Gunstreamer that's got, that ain't got much more than that. So, 11 views on Gunstreamer is 11 gun owners. So, right. yeah, more valid than, I don't know, 11,000 views on YouTube, where if it's thousand people in Bangladesh laughing at your coat or something, you know. Well, or, you've got to look at the, yeah, you've got to look at the ratio, too. I mean, you know. What, 11 views on a platform with how many thousands? Or I forgot what, how many Austin said were registered over there as opposed to, you know. Billions? Even a hundred, even a, even a, even a thousand views on, yeah, on YouTube where there's billions of people. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so if you look at it, don't look at it as, well, we're talking strategy now, but I went and peed now. I keep talking now. I was trying to end the show, so I go pee, but now I'm done. So uh, uh, but don't look at it as views. Look at it as interaction. So if you're interested in truly having a conversation with the people that you're creating the video for, now if you, that's not always every video. Sometimes you're just writing a video or making a video like, here's this watch and I like it and blah, blah, blah. It's done. Over. Maybe you're linking to the watch on Amazon or something and now... You know, you've, you've accomplished what you wanted out of that video. But if it's a video where you're asking a question, like I was about to ask, um, has anybody ever done a uh, request to see people's uh, computer setups? 
Uh, we've done things with like gun benches before. What's your reloading setup look like? But I don't know how often people have asked. We asked about computers before, but has anyone ever uh, done like uh, let's show our our computer setups or something? Uh, that might be interesting and get you know people sharing ideas. So if you're going to put out content where you're trying to get people involved, then don't gauge it on the number of views. Gauge it on the number of or the the amount of interaction you get. Uh, and if you want if that's your goal is to get interaction from a video, then don't just assume people are going to start chatting out of nowhere. In the video, say stuff like, you know, in the description of this video, have a conversation with me here on GunStreamer. And uh, watch your you know, interaction go up, I suspect, if you're actually talking to that audience and they know that you're talking to that audience. And, uh, you know, I, I've noticed it over you know, thousands of videos. If I'm just talking to the world and just saying here's this like I say some information about a watch or something and I'm not expecting any return I don't get any return but if we put out a video and we're like hey show us your this or let's talk about that give us some questions that's where we get the, the responses to it mm -hmm. yes agreed mm -hmm. I was just looking through my videos I'm gonna see most of mine have double or triple my subscriber count you know there's a lot of them that don't but a lot of them have at least double or triple and there's a few that have a lot more than that and of course the more you use streamer i pretty much try to watch my videos over on streamer now so if i see somebody's posted a video or something on gun channels i'll go over to gun streamer and watch it there because most all of us are putting our stuff everywhere i'll watch it there give the thumb up there and uh Right. With that interactivity happen on a platform that matters. All right. Well, with that, we'll see. Uh, we'll either go off air here or somebody will go live over on Gun Channels and we'll have a conversation about the Nazis working with aliens to make spaceports in Antarctica. Thanks, everybody, for showing up and everybody's uh, support. Truly grateful. It's allowing us to continue to do our stuff and uh, continue to keep doing so. Guys and gals of GunWebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching GunWebsites.com. <laughs>